What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 14 of the Reunion of Final Fantasy VII Remake podcast. I am your host, Kairosis, and joining me once again today, I have my incredible co-host, Viz. How are you doing, Viz? I'm doing, I don't know, <laughs> a little bit weird today, but it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Just bear with me if I kind of lose my brain uh, at some point. <laughs> but yeah, other, other than that, I'm pretty good. No illnesses, no COVID, no nothing. So it's, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And how are you today? I'm doing good. I've just been spending a little bit more time outside because the weather's been really good. So I've been trying to get out more and doing some stuff around the yard and stuff at home and just cleaning my house, which mm-hmm. is a huge task. So, and then also trying to enjoy my second playthrough this game and then finding time to um, also do all my work. It's, it's a lot, but um, I'm just... I am really glad that we're able to sit down today to continue and just kind of finish off our complete spoiler cast. So if you guys don't already know Viz, he is the creator of the Cosmo Canon Observatory YouTube channel. He does amazingly detailed analysis videos on the Final Fantasy VII Remake. So Viz, did you want to talk a little bit about what you do? Yeah, it's just really short because most of you probably already know about my content, but as uh, Karosi said, it's very detailed analysis videos. Usually I have a few other things like chronologically cut uh, trailers and some other uh, discussion videos. But right now it's a little bit on hold because I still need to finish up uh, uploading my complete Mm -hmm. FF7 remake playthrough. And this also takes a lot of time away. And this week I'm pretty uh, low on my battery, so I need to charge them up again. Mm -hmm. But I hope to get the next video out before the end of May which will cover the ending and the story as a whole. That's awesome. I can't wait to see all of your content that you have uh, planned to be released for this game. And I obviously appreciate you taking the time to be here with me on the podcast um, so often. So I really appreciate that. So thank you. No worries. I just wanted to go ahead and shout out to everybody who's listened and subscribed to the podcast so far. So we're both super appreciative of everybody taking the time to listen and spread the word. Uh, So some people have been asking about the best way to support us here on the podcast. So the best way that you can support us right now is honestly go and like and sub the podcast and share the podcast as much as possible. So that's the best way that you can help support us. So for today, what we're going to be doing is we are continuing on with part two of our in-depth spoiler discussion. So we will be talking about the characters, for example, their personality interactions, uh, moments between the characters, and a little bit of how they were faithful to the original Final Fantasy VII. We'll be talking about our thoughts on the story and events of the remake in comparison to the original All right, so first of all, we are talking about the characters. So I'm just going to go ahead and talk a little bit about my own opinions about the characters. And I know that I did talk a lot about this on our previous (laughs) episode as well, a little bit interspersed, I guess, because obviously it was a little bit less formal. So we were kind of talking about, you know, the multiple things about this game um, as we went through. So uh, for the characters, I honestly loved all the characters. Um, the in the main party, and I'd talk a lot about this previously about how you know Barrett sometimes is a lot to handle, and people kind of misunderstand him as a character as being, I guess, somebody that's just you know always 
he's always at 100%, I think, but he's also really concerned about the safety of the planet. So he's a lot to handle and a lot to take in at times. And some people just took that as, I guess, like bad voice acting or just bad script or something. But for me, I kind of understand him as a character. I understand where he's coming from. And I have a lot of people that, like I said previously um, in my life, that are kind of remind me of this character. Either, you know, they're at zero or they're at 100. You know, Mm -hmm. there's like no happy medium between between that. And I can understand, you know, where he's coming from. And I really do like the interpretation of this character in the remake. For me, uh, his reaction to the plate fall after the plate fell, and they're having that conversation together where the rubble is around them, and he's kind of punching at the rubble was really emotional for me. And I loved that part of that character in that in that like situation, like how he reacted to that. Um really kind of put me over the edge uh emotionally so it's a lot to take in but i loved that um that part of his character in the remake about tifa i do love tifa as a character in the original and i love the fact that she is she's this strong woman character and for you know a time in 1997 when this game came out there weren't a lot of strong female characters in a lot of video games mostly the female characters are like damsels in distress, you know, where it's like, oh, save me, I need help, or, you know, they just want the men to do everything. And Tifa is just not this type of character. And I I love that they still kept that in this game, and then they built upon it a little bit more. Um, where, you know, she's just she's just kicking ass and taking names, right? Like, she is honestly so strong, and... But yet she's still vulnerable, too. And I love that so much about her. And I think that they really did an amazing job building on her as a character in this game as well. You know, we did get a little bit more insight from the uh, developer interviews about Cloud and how uh, when they were, you know, thinking about Cloud as a character in the remake, a lot of people kind of misunderstood him as this kind of cool, like fashionable dude who's kind of just like kick-ass and there wasn't really much depth there but as the story went on in the original we got a lot more insight about why he was acting the way he was in the original but it does come out later that he's a flawed narrator right where you can't trust everything that he's saying basically i think they did a really good job kind of re they didn't really reinvent him as character but i just feel like they gave us a good more depth, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah. exactly. Like, more depth around why he says what he says. And he thinks a lot about, I think, his response in a lot of the social situations. And before, we're getting a lot of it. We're getting a lot of that, sorry, in the voice acting as well. Like, in the original, it was just, we're reading it through text, right? So that emotion behind the voice and that sort of thing wasn't in the original. So I think that we're getting a lot more depth and a lot more insight into his psyche in this game. And I love that. And I I love Cloud as a character. I think he's probably my favorite Final Fantasy character. I do love a lot of the other Final Fantasy characters as well in, in general. But for me, I don't know. I love Red 13 as well. So it's really hard <laughs> uh, to pick. But um, and then so talking about Red 13 as well. I talked about this on the last episode as well. I thought that they did a really good job with introducing him as a character in this game. And I know that a lot of people were 
um, upset that he wasn't going to be a playable character in this part of the game. But I think that they did a good job balancing him and letting him, you know, still act in combat. And like, you obviously can't issue him any commands or anything like that, but I'm okay with it. I just love the fact that he was there. They kept him in the game. And he did give us a lot of insight, I think, about the story as well, especially the story for the remake, because we don't know where the story's going to go, right? Like, Not really, yeah. <laughs> we're just kind of thinking about what is even, like, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but what actually happened in the story in this game, he does give us a lot of insight about, you know, the background um, when they first when they're in that little room you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. at shinra hq and they're talking and and then it shows like flashbacks from the ancients and that sort of thing and just he seems like he's so wise they did a really good job with that like he's wise beyond his years you know and he's kind of talking to the party and kind of he's kind of like the voice of reason i guess where he's giving an explanation but it's still kind of vague so that it's not giving too much away i think to the point where it's not spoiling later installments of the game, I guess. I thought his voice acting was incredible. I just loved him as a character. And uh, yeah, Avalanche as well. We've already talked a lot about Jesse and Biggs and Wedge and, uh, you know, their banter among themselves and also when they're in the group with everybody together i love that they've just built on that comedy aspect a little bit more and jesse is super thirsty right like she's (laughs) she is so loving cloud right like she's into it and you know that's i don't blame her you know (laughs) like it's just it's so it's so amazing i think they did a really good job giving us I guess a different look at Avalanche from just the original, how, you know, they were with, they were part of the original for such a short amount of time. Too short. And now, yeah. And now they've expanded on these stories. And I feel like you really do feel more for them as characters in the remake. I think in my opinion. Okay. So this is, these are my opinions about the game. So everybody's going to have different opinions and that's totally fine. You don't have to agree with me. But in the original, when you're playing through, they're not they're with you for so short of a time that you don't really get any you don't get a lot of character development. So mm-hmm. when they die, you don't it doesn't feel as impactful for me as it did when I played through this game. And we don't know, obviously, where the story is going because obviously the ending scene when, you know, we see uh, Biggs and he's in bed and we see Jesse's glove. We don't know if she's dead or not, but still, like, just experiencing her kind of giving up and she's just exhausted and she's done, but also she's hurt. Like, I was really sad. I, I felt something, you know, when playing through the original, I can't say that I felt anything until later i think when you learn more about the story because at the beginning you're kind of like oh who are these people i don't know but all i know is that i gotta get out of this reactor because it's gonna blow up right like you're just (laughs) i don't know that was my thought process when i'm playing and there's so much coming at you at once and so much text to read that you're just kind of like trying to figure out what's happening when you play the original and 
I, I liked the addition of the a lot of the NPCs. Like we talked about the teacher. I thought that she was a great uh, character and that we saw her as well in Wall Market. And it shows that, you know, she's not just this one note NPC character that's just there and just populating the world. Like she's also trying to, you know, she's trying to pursue her dream of being a dancer, which is why she's a honeybee girl. But also she still, you know, needs to work and she's, doing the best that she can in sector five to help those children. And, you know, and that's, that's a lot for an NPC character, you know, like a lot of games, they just create NPCs. You go either quest giver, you talk to them and then that's it. You know, like there's no depth there. And I enjoyed that. And, and the kids as well. We, I talked about this. I think that they did a great job with their voice acting and just doing the side quests for the kids and seeing how the children are reacting to everything that's happening around them is incredible. And, you know, because it's not just adults that live in this world, you know, there's children mm -hmm. as well. And just to get to see how the children, how it's affecting the children was, was, uh, I thought it was pretty profound, actually. And I enjoyed it was, that. Yeah. It's like, it's not just like the kids are just there, you know, they're there, but also look at this little community that they've made <laughs> amongst each other as kids you know and they've created this mini game like they've created <laughs> yeah, this exactly. which it, to pass the time from the hard times and then they want you to be part of their group and you know it's just that's so awesome because in the original i just there were children that you could talk to as npcs but they didn't have a key role to play nah, really we'll in that dare. story outside of marlene Outside of Marlene, Marlene right? Like that's, yeah. I guess that's the character that, who's a child that you can kind of, you feel for mm. in the original. But they, they even built more on, uh, on that as, as Marlene as well. But they also gave us Betty. Mm -hmm. You know, they gave us Betty as well, where, you know, you're finding her cats. And I felt bad for her as well, just for losing her cats. I, I did. <laughs> And couldn't find them all, so it was the last one was super annoying to find. But I, uh, I appreciated the children a lot as characters in 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 this game. It's, I find found it quite interesting that there's a, a really small emphasis on children in Sector Seven. There are a few mm -hmm. around, and they That's have true. NPC dialogue, like the passerby dialogue. But besides Betty and Marlene, there's no one you can directly interact with and in uh, sector five it's completely different which i really like because mm -hmm. it, you see the different dynamics in different sectors like how they live and how they work and how the community is built i find it quite good yeah same same with the cats uh, the sector seven is extremely <laughs> overrun with cats and in sector five it's practically no animals i think mm -hmm. practically nothing so it's uh, yeah. kind of dichotomy between, between those two sectors. Mm -hmm. And like, I think Aerith has a special connection with children, right? Yeah. And that could be why, I don't know, I, this might not have anything to do with it, but there seems like there's more children in Sector 5, which is where Aerith lives. You know? So she's probably known those children for longer and she has a special mm. connection with those, with those children. And they do talk about Aerith as you're going through as, as well, right? And they say hi to Aerith. When you first go there, mm. like, they're saying hi to her. They're not saying hi to you. They don't know who you are as Cloud, right? Yeah. 
until later when you've kind of made a name for yourself. And then the kids are like, oh, we want you to be part of our group. We want to be as cool and as strong as you are. But when you first go there, they're like saying hi to Aerith. And it's like she's kind of like this celebrity (laughs) that kind of lives there, you know. And also she's bringing flowers to the teacher in the school. And yeah, I thought they did a really amazing job with that. I thought that was awesome. I have a feeling that's because of the theme of Sex Sector 5, because of Aerith, because she, mm-hmm. she's probably the reason why there are so, mon- there are so many flowers growing. And mm-hmm. this means growing life, and children also represent that, growing that's life true. again. So it's probably yeah. a, a, a parallel. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in Sector 7, I it's think... just, uh, yeah. <laughs> people, yeah exactly. people get by and uh, ward off monsters. That's about it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I think Betty is in Sector 7, right? Like yep. she's at the school, right? In Sector 7? Or there's a little area, I can't remember. Playground. If it's the school. Yeah, it's like the playground, right? And then she's, you know, she's lost her cats and stuff. Yeah. But I feel like the kids seem a lot happier in Sector 5. Oh, yeah, definitely. Than they do in, in Sector 7 when you first get there. And it's more alive, like you said, with the vegetation and everything. But that's because of Aerith, right? And mm. her influence, I think. And Obviously, you see all the flowers growing by her house, right? And she's obviously, like, giving those flowers, which represent life and all of that, Mm. to the people that live in Sector 5. So it seems like maybe they're a little bit happier than Sector 7. Mostly. Um, Yeah. I talked a little bit about Marlene, so I thought that she was an incredible um, character in this game. And... I just loved seeing that connection between her and Barrett, right? And you go in and I did the same thing that you did when I went to the seventh heaven the first time and you can choose who you want to talk to. (laughs) I talked to Marlene first because she's amazing as Mm -hmm. a character and then Barrett freaks out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then she's like hiding away or whatever. But... The, the, um, the connection between Barrett and Marlene Mm -hmm. is so sweet. Their interaction is... Barrett becomes a completely different person when he's talking to her. It's so cool. He does. Yeah. It's kind of like he, she kind of like tames him a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So that's when <laughs> he gets Sorry. more sensitive and more softer and um, when he's talking to her, right? <laughs> yeah. But on the other hand, when someone uh, scares her or something like that, then he gets angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I said, zero or a hundred. Yep. yep. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm not sure where I stand on Chadley, really. I, I I like him as, like, how they incorporated him into the game. Um, and it's pretty cool, like, you go to him and then you do the VR uh, missions, right? So he gives mm-hmm. you, like, this high-tech VR headset and you just put it on. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> like, when I first got to him and I had that unlocked, I was like, what? VR missions? Like, do I need a VR headset to play these? <laughs> like, oh, what? Like, I thought it, it might have been maybe, like, a PlayStation um, VR headset, like, side quest that you can just do if you want to do VR stuff. Um, but I'm not too sure, like, they didn't really give him that much story, so, and we talked about this before, like, how kind of we wanted, if there's new characters, we wanted them to feel like they were meant to be in this world, because they've created that kind of story, and it's not just like they're just, like, pasted there, 
you know, for no reason. They're just there. Mm-hmm. We did get a little bit from about his background, but we didn't get that much. But I'm interested to see where this is going to go in the future installments. Like, is he going to be in the other, in the other games? Are mm-hmm. we going to get more background from Chadley? Um, and did you do, did you complete all the battle intel missions? Not yet. I still have to beat okay. spoilers, the, 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 the last and best um, summon, Bahamut. Okay. I still need to beat him. Um, but I have been spoiled a little bit about his true nature, but I have no idea what okay. actually happens. I just know what he is. Yeah, I haven't finished them either, but yeah, I... I was spoiled because, like I said, I was listening to the uh, Easy Allies spoiler when I was driving, and I couldn't stop it. Right, I skipped enough. it, <laughs> and then I just oh, did you? Yeah, I skipped it. I turn it on while I'm driving, but you can't like my screen on my phone mm. like doesn't turn mm. off because I don't have YouTube Premium, so I'm driving. Ah, and I'm I like, see, oh yeah. god, and I just wanted to like pause it, but I didn't want to be distracted while I was yeah, driving, sure. so I just tried to tune it out. But anyway, we get you get a little bit more about Chadley's background later when you complete all the battle intel missions. Yeah. For those of you that didn't finish yet, but it's pretty interesting. Um, we'll see where it goes um, with with Chadley as a character. And uh, sorry, Madame M. And I, t- I said this before. I loved Madame M. and, <laughs> and Chocobo Sam, and and they're kind of. You know, they do allude to, you know, there's a history there between yep. them, maybe a relationship or a fling or something. And I loved that. I loved that. And Madame M super, um, she's super funny. And she's kind of like the comedy relief in this game a little bit. A little bit, yeah, yeah. She's being sassy, but also she's just dishing it out, right? Like back and making these uh, comments back at the characters. And you're just listening and ha- you're just experiencing it in real time, basically. Mm. Um, sometimes it's not, it's indirectly, you know, where she's being like, you're watching it and she's doing this to other people, um, how she's talking. And I loved that. There were so many times when I just laughed out loud, <laughs> like by myself in my living room, you yeah. know what I mean? Like there's nobody else experiencing this, but I'm still laughing out loud because I thought that she was actually hilarious. And I, I loved her as a character as well. And Leslie Kyle, um, I'm not sure if we really needed to go back to the sewers later. Like I, I, I didn't, we'll talk about this in the story, which is the next (laughs) thing we're going to talk about, but I'm not sure if it paid off like his story after in the sewers when, you know, we go down there and he's like talking about um, his girlfriend or whatever, right? His fiance, was it his fiance? Uh, Fiance, yeah. Yeah. So they found like her necklace or something in the sewers, right? But yep. I was a little confused because I was like, wait, who is who is she? Like, we don't really, we don't see her, right? We don't get any more background information about her. Only whatever we get through Leslie. Mm. Um, and for me, it was a little bit confusing to understand his motivations, I guess, to help the group. Yeah, it was a bit um, murky, I'd say, but you can infer what happened and yes. why he's like this. It's, it's a bit uh, not on the nose, which I sometimes like, because sometimes when you, yeah. in, uh, people spell everything out in uh, fiction, it's sometimes yes. a little bit annoying. So I yeah, found, found, exactly. it's, found, found it fine. It's, it's good. Well delivered. Yeah. 
I just think that we're going to get more of him in the future games because why would they introduce him as a character and then talk about his fiance and then there's nothing? Because we don't get a resolution to his storyline. Not really, no. In this game, it, we're kind of just left to kind of figure it out on our own, which is obviously this game has brought up a lot more questions than answers, you know, like it hasn't provided answers for every single thing. And I like that. That's what I like. Some people don't like that. Some people mm. want everything tied up in a beautiful bow and yep. like, here you go. Everything's completed. I can feel good about what I did. And now I feel happy. And then they move on. Right. But a lot of this game is still the ending. Like it's left up to interpretation and we're kind of left thinking about how do I feel about everything that I experienced and also about not getting those finished storylines. But I'm one of those people where I like that. And I'm interested to see where this is going to go with Leslie Kyle as a character. Hmm. And the same thing with Kyrie. I thought that Kyrie was okay as a character. Uh, I liked her more when she's first introduced, when she's kind of on the stage and she's protesting and then Barrett wants to go up to her and kind of... <laughs> tell her the truth about everything and then i forget who i think was it tifa i think tifa tells him yeah i can't remember who not it was but I think not to tifa... draw attention i think yeah something. i think and then also she's like why would you waste your time you know to mm. telling her anyway because and i liked that but later on i feel like it it doesn't pay off really because we see her again and then she's up to no good and she doesn't learn her lesson and then she kind of forces us well she doesn't force us but she kind of is like well you go do it like if you care so much about what i'm doing why don't you go fix it whatever i did (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh boy which is kind of like doesn't really make you feel for her as a character i felt like she wasn't grateful for what i did for her which is okay. And there's people that are like that in the real world, right? Like I have friends that I know that are kind of like that. They're not grateful. And they're kind of like, you know what? It's everybody else's problem to fix all of the issues in my life. And that's the type of people that they are, yeah, you know? And you just, you're like, you know, you just kind of, <laughs> but for me, like those, that type of personality, I, I don't kind of gravitate towards. Um, and that's okay. You know, this is just, like I said, my opinion about the character. And I'm hoping like Leslie Kyle will get more because I think that the, the, like if you've read the Ultimania, which I read like the, some of the stuff that obviously has been circulating online and Leslie Kyle and Kyrie have a history um, working together. And I love that. And I think that they hopefully will build on that in the, in the next parts of the remake. Oh, hopefully. Yeah. I think that that would be super interesting. I think that Kyrie was more of a, it was more of a, um, I forget the word. <laughs> it's like a, anyway, she was more there, I feel like, f- for the reveal that Mireille is actually her grandmother, mm-hmm. and she's the, she's the uh, angel of the slums that we find out, as opposed to giving more background about Kyrie. Like, I feel like Kyrie was just a plot device yeah. for Murray for that reveal. And then that was close to the end too. So then we're kind of left like, oh gosh, like questioning, which is good. Maybe we'll see, maybe those characters will help us out in the future. 
you know, of this game. And people are thinking that Kyrie is Yuffie. I don't think so. No. No. <laughs> no, Kyrie exists in this universe. She's a character. Like, she's. it's not Yuffie. I don't think it's Yuffie. Oh, definitely not, no. Even, even if uh, Yuffie's theme plays in, in, in near the Sector 5 station where you get the mm-hmm. quest for her. So yes. it's, it's just a parallel. But I think so yeah. too, because she's, she's a thief. Yep. And so is Yuffie. So it's kind of like they're playing that up a little bit. That's what I got out of yeah. that anyway. Exactly. That's pretty much it for characters that I wanted to say. So what do you think, Viz, about the characters? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> now, generally, I think they're extremely fleshed out. Like, practically each character we get at least in uh, confined to the Midgar segment, of course. Some characters will get much more characterization in the original game post-Midgar, which we don't get mm-hmm. here. For example, Palmer. He's a little bit underutilized. Mm-hmm. But yes. In general, I'd say that they did a really, really good job on most of the characters, even the NPCs and the new NPCs, especially. Yeah. But for the main characters... <laughs> It's hard to say which one I like the best, but <laughs> I think Barrett does take the cake in the uh, in the long run, or uh, if you compare every single part of it, because he's in the original he's a good character, but kind mm-hmm. of one note most of the time, I think, mm-hmm. unless you uh, you take his whole backstory and the gold sauce support yes. into consideration. Exactly. This, this part is really good in the original. This is great. But outside of that, it's not too much about him. Maybe uh, the time when uh, Kate Sith or Ketchy um, <laughs> rags on about uh, his morals and that he did kill a lot of people and for what and blah, blah. Those moments are really good. But here, it's practically the whole game through. You see more and more and more about his character. You see his... Uh, fear of heights that he's at some points really uncertain and even in the first mission that he's uh, putting on an affront and putting on this mask of being uh, the cool guy and let's do this let's do this and oh i get goosebumps and my heart's pounding like a jackhammer and this is he's really nervous there we can really you can uh, really feel it even if he pretends he's not nervous because as even in the second bombing run, when they're in chapter six and walking over this big pipe where all this exhaust wind is uh, blowing da- blowing through, mm-hmm. he has a really hard time to go over there and uh, bring himself to ignore the height. And also jumping out of the train, he, he was there uh, hesitant too, and it's, it's so good. Mm-hmm. So he has yeah. his fears, his um, uncertainty covered by this pompous uh, presence i'd say maybe that pompous but not bad guy but like someone who, ha- who is in control and is a leader he tries mm-hmm. to be the leader but he's really not <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and and his uh, his mood shift when he's talk- talking to marlene as we um mentioned before yeah there's so much nuance to his character and also his his singing his uh victory <laughs> theme and the whole thing in uh, chapter 7 when he's um, like trying to hold his speech and Cloud says, uh, by the thousand guild they cut the feet, <laughs> or cut, cut the audio, <laughs> and uh, wanting to the others to uh, 
to practice their victory poses for when they beat Airbuster and blah blah blah. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so many more facets here in this remake. And also, after Plate Falls, as you mentioned, his, his performance there is just so gut-wrenching and really mm -hmm. good. And how he's interacting with Tifa there and tries to console him. And yes. no, it's not our fault, it's Shinra's fault. It's yeah. really good. And yeah, let's just uh, go over to Tifa. As you said, badass. Like, practically <laughs> all the way through, besides, I think, one point when uh, she's, she's hesitant um, when they need to jump out of the train, and then Cloud jumps out with her, protecting her. This was the only thing that... I think it was cool, but it also raised an eyebrow, because in the original, she jumped first, without any hesitation. Right. But here, he, she's uh, really hesitant, and doesn't really want to jump. On all other occasions, I must say she's uh, she's a really good character and holds her own and can uh, kick mm -hmm. ass and punch punch guys, especially in Chapter Nine with uh, Don Corleo. <laughs> <laughs> this this one was great. Yeah, and even yeah, this... like she didn't even need her help. No, Come on, let's no, be honest. No. Like, I mean, she's she gave herself up, right? Like she wanted to go there and do mm -hmm. it on her own. Mm -hmm. She didn't even want. She had a plan. She was like, "No, don't come, don't come for me. I'll be fine." It's like, all right. <laughs> We, we we believe you, <laughs> and then we go anyway. Well, because Aerith said so, which makes yeah, sense on, exactly. on many levels. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I'm sure she would have kicked everybody's ass in there anyway. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Most likely. <laughs> but did you notice, too, like, in that, obviously, like, it's the story, right? It's like, come on, it's before it's time, right? Like, in order to go and save her, like, Cloud it has to become a woman. Mm -hmm. You know, like, he can't just go in and be like, I'm going to rescue you as the damsel in distress because I'm the man. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. You have to become a woman first before you can get in because it's like the women in this game are super strong characters, right? Like, they're... Oh, yeah, they are. I love that. And also, Cloud, even if, he, if he's really strong and could probably bash his way through and rescue mm -hmm. her without any problem, well, he, he would upset her because it would, this would thwart yes. her plans. But Cloud is, uh, his character is really interesting, even in the original, but it didn't come across as well in, let's say, the first third or first half of the game. No, But exactly. here you, you see it all the time. He, mm -hmm. he puts this, this, this mask of uh, this cool mercenary who can do anything and everything. But deep down, he's just a 16-year-old old child or old teenager who doesn't yeah. really know how to... Uh, act around people and is, is a, a dork and can't really do a high five right the f first three times or something. <laughs> no, he's... Yeah, he's... Um, exactly. He's something else. And that's probably also why he didn't just uh, decide to to barge Well, in. he doesn't know who he is as a person, I don't think. That's too, yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't think he knows how to fit in. Like, mm. he doesn't know who he is as a person. The rest of these characters have existed and they've they know who they are i feel like they're stronger in knowing that about themselves and cloud is kind of just still figuring that out because yep. everything that he's been through as well you know we, we find out later in the original like yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> he's not who he says he is we don't know mm -hmm. and also it's revealed like about everything about zach and everything like that so he's just so confused and he doesn't know he doesn't yeah. know, right? And 
I think that they did a good job in communicating that as well. Like you said, he's trying, he's, mm. it's like, he's like watching to see yeah. how, how they want him to react mm. to the situation. But then he's kind of making a choice to purposefully not react in a way that they expect him to. So it makes him look like he's cool or something. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I don't know how else to explain it. Like, yeah. it's like they, they don't, like they're expecting him to react a certain way, but he's like in his mind, like, oh, I, I'm thinking about what I'm going to say to this because I want them to, I don't want them to n- expect how I'm going to react, right? Mm. I also need, need to uh, clarify something. Um, he, of course, Cloud is 21. He's not 16, but uh, due to stuff hap- that's happened before, like mm-hmm. in the past, he sort of uh, mentally is still in yes. the six, it's, uh, 16 years exactly uh, mindset exactly. which mm-hmm. you if you pay attention you notice you really notice mm-hmm. yeah and it's like his maturity level yeah he's not fully developed definitely like, into an adult yet yeah i find it so interesting that in the first bombing mission he really can show off and be the cool guy but as time goes on especially when around tifa or Aerith, he mucks mm-hmm. up a few situations and needs rescuing himself especially this one scene in the sewers where the bridge yeah. breaks and he almost falls and then everything Tifa have to kind of save him and pull him up with uh, her pole. And then yeah. he, you really see he, he, he physically lets his, his head hanging for a few seconds. You know, oh, damn, now they think I'm, <clears throat> I'm some sort of, uh, I don't know, someone who can't do anything right and now yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a burden and whatever. And his, his insecurity <laughs> kicks in hard. He yeah. even he even apologizes there, <laughs> so it's yeah yeah it's it's very very interesting. It's not the first time I think uh, a few other times too. Especially he didn't really need saving, but it kind of looks that way in uh, Don Corneo's chambers where he's there and the others come mm-hmm. here to his rescue. It's not really a rescue because Don Corneo is not really a match for him, but still, it's uh, it's a, a similar sentiment. So it's it's mostly Cloud who needs. Saving. He's not in distress, but still, still needs saving. I find it pretty yeah. cool because it it fits so much uh, to his to his character, his persona or fake persona, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good, good uh, well made. So many layers on each of those characters. Yeah, I agree. And Tifa, if you have played the original, you know that she is kind of. Uh, Chipper or well, um, well, not really chipper, but it's. She tries to um, to be of of a good mind and uh, cheer other people up usually. Yeah. But when something's bothering her, she usually doesn't say anything. She's just mm-hmm. keeping to herself. You also also notice that when uh, they have uh, they discuss in their hideout, Avalanche HQ hideout, which you can't go to, unfortunately, <laughs> but uh, she leaves first and doesn't look at, at Cloud. Just goes behind the bar. Gulps down a drink, pours herself yeah. some water, and then sits down. You really see mm-hmm. oh, something went terribly wrong down there. <laughs> yeah, but then, exactly. Yeah, but then she uh, she she puts on a smile towards Cloud, and then when Barrett uh, tells her to uh, uh, pop a good one for a celebration, or however he's uh, phrasing yeah. that, um, she immediately goes back to her um, happy self. So it's, yeah, she's really torn inside, but tries to be uh, positive on the outside. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you also see this a lot in the original. But uh, yeah, it's I find it find it interesting. Also very interesting that she tries to dig deeper into Cloud and what uh, he did before because she knows something is off, something's wrong. Even if uh, when when he says, "Yeah, it's it's been five years," but no, it's been seven mm -hmm. years. So she didn't just doesn't mention it, but uh, she knows that something is off about it. But she still needs to only observe because she doesn't want to like break something. Mm -hmm. You notice this uh, a lot more here. Of course, they need to because it's just one game in Midgar, so yes, they need to exactly. incorporate a few points that actually come later. So it's mm -hmm. because otherwise it wouldn't make sense. Any. Yeah. Yeah. And Aerith, she retained her her OG persona to the fullest. She looks like this uh, holy girl who can do no wrong, yes. but she is. Uh, <laughs> So uh, spunky and sassy and knows what she wants and uh, yeah. gets her will through and everything. It's it's really great. So good. But still, she, you notice that she's still living at home. Yeah. She still has a mother. But the others, want, the others don't. Tifa is like two years younger, doesn't have parents and, and it, it shows. She acts yeah. more independently. Aerith too, but you still feel this connection to home a little bit. Yeah, it's. I find this really interesting and uh, really good. So yeah, there's something else about Aerith, but we'll get to that in the uh, ending discussion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he also mentioned that Red Thirteen is awesome. He is awesome, like pure awesome. I can't think of anything that uh, annoys me or anything. It's he's just pure awesomeness in this voice acting how he moves how he speaks how he how, how, how he fire five spirits and <laughs> yeah it's so it's so cool and his green when barry tells him hey just smile a little yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh please don't just keep it to that yourself great. Yeah. so many great moments it's, it, it, there are so mm -hmm. many great moments between the characters between uh between uh as i said barrett and and Almost Tetanaki, <laughs> uh, Red Thirteen, and Barrett yeah. and Cloud, because in, uh, in, in, at the start they're kind of enemies or they tr don't trust each other, and they warm up to each other much more during the course of the course of the game. It's it's really well made, and uh, the dynamic between Tifa, Aerith, and Cloud is, is really good. When uh, in the sewers, Tifa and and Aerith. Uh, Kind of team up, and Cloud is kind of left behind in a few scenes. It's it's funny. yeah, it's hilarious. So yeah, it's uh really cool. But I could go on, go on, and go on oh, about yeah, the characters. So let's just keep on uh, going to the next ones. The Avalanche Trio. I try to keep it brief, but uh, it's it's hard. Anyway, Chess, you, you mentioned she's thirsty, but I kind of have to uh, um. Kind of normalize this a little <laughs> bit, or how you, I I don't know the uh, the English word for it, but it's she seems thirsty, but there's more to it because she's yes. an aspiring actress, or well, aspiring. She has had a role as the princess, not for long because then her dad got sick and she quit. yes, exactly. But yeah. she's still an actress, and she you you notice that she puts on an act so many times with with her true. psych at the end <laughs> <laughs> and it's just so over the top and it's just 
who she is. She she likes to play around, and she yeah. I, th I think she notices that Cloud doesn't really have any experience with uh, women, and then she she can uh, fool around with him uh, mm -hmm. way easier than with others. And also, he's uh, good to look at. He's a strong man. And exactly. <laughs> just this combination is so easy for her to just uh, fool around, play around. I think uh, I'm not sure. I don't think she develops feelings or anything. Just that she warms up to him a little bit and uh, just feels like she can, uh, as I said, just play around a little and just have fun. But she, I think she does like him in some, in, in some ways. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. But not I think like, that she like, develops but... it over time. Like, yeah, a little bit. She, yeah, yeah, I think a little bit, I think a little bit that yeah. she's kind of... It starts happening, but yeah. then everything in the story starts happening as well yeah. <laughs> and then it kind of puts a stop on all that because yep. their priorities change completely mm. right it's like that one Definitely. moment when they were after they are parachuting down yep. and that moment they have together and then it's nighttime and then she goes home and he's she's like i guess does she ask him to come over i think uh, so, I, right? uh she, she says to come over uh the next night because her roommate's out yeah. Exactly. But it's just like everything's kind of calm and everything's yeah. just like perfect, you know? But that's never going to happen because, come on, like, look at this world. You know what I mean? Like, it's like that perfect moment. And then it's kind of gone because yeah. the priorities are just completely shift and mm. they're kind of woken up to this reality. Like, no, it's never going to be normal. It's like that moment of normalcy. Yep. And then it's just like, who are we kidding? There's no normalcy yeah. in this world, <laughs> no, right? It's like not. it's just, it's never gonna happen. So it's like that. I like that moment that they have together, and oh, I definitely. think that they did a good job communicating that. Mm. And also at the beginning, right at the beginning, even when she's like opening up the door to go into the oh reactor, yeah, remember? Um, it's it's none of my business, but are uh, uh but t uh, are you guys close? Uh, meaning Tifa? <laughs> yeah. Before that, though, outside the first oh. door, I think she's like. Oh, he's a looker oh, or something the, like that. Very first, right, right. Like, she, she, oh, yeah, they call him Cloud, and she's like, to, oh. Yeah. Good to look at, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. Yeah. 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 But I, I think this this is also something to kind of let off steam a little bit because all this avalanche thing and, and fighting against exactly. children really uh, brings you down. So uh, mm -hmm. kind of have this completely other life, quote-unquote, uh, with with Cloud or his this, those interactions, I think are really good for her psyche too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just came she's to mind right now. Grabbing onto him during yeah. the uh, the motorcycle, yeah. <laughs> she's got her head on him. Yeah, uh, it was really awesome. Especially if you lose less than twenty percent HP, I think it is. Then you get the scene where uh, she really compliments you and gives you a kiss on the cheek. It's so sweet. Oh, really? Yeah, and then she really grabs oh. her around his belly and. Yeah, it's it's a different. I wouldn't scene. know that because yeah. I barely escaped yeah, with same. a sliver of HP. So. In, in the first, in the first, I think I was at like twenty percent HP left or something, and uh, then yeah. she uh, chastised me a little bit, jokingly uh, that I failed the driving test. And I think there's oh, always, I think that's what yeah, happened to me <laughs> exactly. And there's one between where I, uh, I think I watched Lore Runners playthrough, and he had around half HP or something like that, and. She said he, he did uh, pass the test, but uh, he, he didn't, didn't get the kiss on the cheek. 
It oh, was kind of some, okay. something in between. So you have three outcomes there. And oh, the, that's mu awesome. the, the music is also different. It's pretty cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. It is. It's like the, the music is also different between those three massages. I think there's the poor man's oh, massage, really? the standard massage, and the exquisite massage or something. And all the three have different music. I only heard the, the, the ex exquisite massage or the best one. But I've heard yeah, the other ones Yeah, that's what I have... paid for it too. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just going to go for <laughs> yeah, it. sure, of I'm course. I'm just going to go for it. But then yeah. watching it, I was like, yep. I kind of feel like I didn't get what I paid for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was I have to go back and redo all that because obviously yeah, like, to get the platinum, we need yep. to go in for the different dresses, right? I think yeah. there's like, yeah. uh, you have to pay a certain amount or whatever. So I'll see all of those things after, probably. We'll see how it goes, but it's gonna be on hard. So, especially, yeah. I mean, like the the um, the G-bike part, right? Like it's, I'm not sure how that's gonna go. Uh, I, <laughs> on hard, on hard. I probably won't get to see that nah, Jesse uh, kiss. <laughs> yeah, I'm on my easy playthrough right now because I, I play on uh, using a German language because uh, German is much closer to the Japanese localization. Okay. So I may might be able to pick up some other or different nuances in certain dialogues, mm -hmm. especially towards the end. And also without any text on screen. So I, I record myself again, also not myself, just the game again to have footage without right. the, the subs the and anything. So yeah. I can... Uh, get some screenshots or better material for certain videos and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what I'm doing right now. And the hard playthrough comes afterwards when I have more yeah. time and have really can focus on, on battles and can ignore practically everything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, tangent ending. <laughs> Let's go back to Bix <laughs> and Wedge. Um, I don't have too much to say about Bigs and Wedge. Wedge is kind of the, uh, on one hand, the comic relief, but on the mm -hmm. other hand, he he really is a great glue in this um, this whole dynamic because he's the nice guy. He tries to be uh, friendly mm -hmm. with Cloud, be his friend, and is is the one that is kind of the most innocent of all. And it's yeah, it really rounds out this this whole group dynamic. I really love it. And his, his signature thumbs up is, is really cool. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, maybe they sometimes go a little bit of, uh, overboard with his love for food, but I still, I still liked it. It's cool. And also his love for cats. Seriously. He gets uh, distracted twice in chapter four <laughs> above the plate. Yeah. <laughs> so many kitties. <laughs> Yeah, yeah Wedge, Wedge is lot. lovable. Yeah. <laughs> He's so lovable. And Biggs, you learn some, uh, some parts of Biggs' character, but I think he got the short end of the stick in this part. Uh, I think this so part. too. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's just not too much character moments. For, for Wedge, he had those in, um, in Jesse's home with the Midgar special. He had it when uh, jumping down with Cloud with the parachute. He had it. He stood a bit out when he was just uh, distracted by the cats and also getting bitten in the in the butt by those guard dogs. He had so many little ca characterization moments that yeah. really made him uh, or made me love him even more. But Bix was kind of got the shaft. He was just there and explained stuff. Uh, like 
uh, the weapon upgrade was for yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. This, but this wasn't really... A, uh, for me, this wasn't really a characterization of Biggs. More like, yeah, he's, he's uh, the tutorial guy for the weapon upgrades. And also yes. t uh, telling us to prepare before going into this uh, Sector 7-6 Annex area. But what I liked about, about him was how he was portrayed during this battle, because he was uh, pretty good help by uh, sh uh, shooting people and uh, throwing down those rocket launchers. It was pretty cool. Those moments were cool, but still not too much characterization. He, the only character, real characterization he got was uh, when talking to him after this mission, when he was uh, swiping the floor outside of his house, which doesn't really make sense because everything is dirt <laughs> anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe just, uh, I, I think he doesn't really swipe the floor to swipe the floor, but to kind of uh, occupy his mind a little bit because he's, he, he constantly worries about uh, what can go wrong and plan A, B, C, D, E. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, there, was, there was a little bit of it, but too little compared to the other one, especially Jesse, and I find that a bummer. Uh, yeah, I pity. agree with you. Yeah, yeah he kind of didn't get mm. as much screen time as the, but as yeah, the other two. With this uh, additional scene at the ending, we exactly. might see him, but yeah, we might. That's another can of worms we won't open right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's for later. Yeah, but yeah, it's just oh well. We got a little bit of story from the teacher right because all oh, right 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 yeah because he was uh her predecessor miss folia's predecessor yes. in uh, the leader of the orphanage i found of this really endearing exactly. yeah. it fit, it's yeah, fits I really like well that. and this, that's pretty much it like yeah. you don't get like a scene of him at that time doing those things or no, a connection no. there we didn't get any of that or go to sector five with biggs or something like that exactly yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We didn't get any of that. That would have been a great opportunity yeah. to to kind of connect with him on another level. Yeah, or we got so much Jesse, and yeah. we did get a lot of Wedge. Actually. Yeah, too. That's too, especially with Cloud after the the mission in in chapter four. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh well, maybe another time. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah, right, Square Enix, if you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do something with Biggs, please. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so a few words about the Shinra XX. I thought they were phenomenally, phenomenally portrayed. Even if they were a little bit too short, like Palmer almost got the shaft, he saw mm -hmm. Sephiroth, he uh, had a few uh, lines of dialogue in uh, the meeting, the executive yeah. meeting, and this hidden scene, or optional scene, when you peek through the the keyhole oh, in the yeah. Honeybee Inn, where he's, uh, yes. he's chasing uh, the, the Honeybee Girl, <laughs> oh, and after two God. rounds he's uh, huffing tired. and puffing, tired. Yeah, it's it's fun. Uh, but that's yeah. about it. But I think we get much more characterization in the next part when we go to Rocket Town. Right, exactly. And probably in part three when we go back to Rocket Town. If they're going to do three parts, we have no idea. Mm -hmm. Because in in the interview in the Ultimania Day, they were saying that they hadn't... They didn't set anything in stone yet. It could be... Hmm. Three parts, as people speculate, or they they might be uh, doing shorter DLCs and iterate much more, so that the the people get or the players get the the content much sooner. And yeah, it's uh, I don't know know what I think <laughs> about that, but anything anyway. That's uh, talk for another day. But uh, 
I hope for much more Palmer in the next installments. Yeah, I agree with yeah. you, though. We didn't get... I thought we were going to get a little bit more of Palmer. We didn't yeah. get that much, but... Not really. Also, Scarlet, I think she had this... Uh, her um, her uh, lines of dialogue in the meeting, her, her mm -hmm. dedicated scene uh, in this material lab, and... Yes. The newscast in Sector 5. Yeah, the newscast. That yeah. was really good. <laughs> Um, yeah, but, she but, was in a few other just there, I think. Like, I don't know she? if she had any any lines or anything. Oh, in the end. I th you saw her in the end. I know ending, that she was course. at the yeah. end, yeah, yeah. yeah, when they were That's all together in Shinra Tower because President yeah. Shinra's dead and then Rufus the is takes over, over yeah. and then she says exactly. something. But other than that, I don't think so. Yeah, those four appearances. I think it was, was okay for uh, this part because she didn't really mm -hmm. have any... Any significance in Midgar? There's much more to come, especially in uh, mm -hmm. the huge material quest, and then later uh, with the proud Claude and hopefully more additional scenes. Yes, because they really, she is she's a real bitch. <laughs> if I <laughs> need to use this language, she really is. I hope they keep the slapping scene in. Oh yeah, we'll in see, some I way guess, because. <laughs> Yeah, in some way, because yeah. it's 2020. We don't know when this yeah. game's going to come yeah. out. Like, <laughs> exactly. 2025? No, I'm joking. Yeah, I, I, hope, I hope earlier, maybe 2023 or something. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I really love that, that uh, she used this, um, this grunt as her footstool. Mm -hmm. But not only yeah. that, when she stood up and went out of the room, he really went on all four or kept on all fours and uh scuttled behind her it's yeah yeah <laughs> why that was funny yeah why that was funny it's just uh oh man yeah she's definitely a dominatrix or something is uh, yeah. <laughs> she loves torture <laughs> probably yeah. yeah well she she sets herself in the meeting like uh, mm -hmm. if you if you need some uh, some torture tools uh, or something or she, I, or I <laughs> no I prefer torture myself or something when uh, yeah Hoja talks about Aerith or putting some more pressure on Aerith. Oh yeah, yeah that's then true. Heidegger comes on. Uh, yeah, I have my whole arsenal at your disposal. What I don't need. <laughs> Hoja doesn't need like guns or swords or something. <laughs> yeah, just over the top, all of them. Speaking of Hojo, uh, oh, super creepy and slimy and just, <laughs> ew, nah. But I, I love this. They really played him up exceptionally they well. They did. Yeah. So well done. And he really does, does get a fair share of screen time here, which makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also Heidegger, this additional scene uh, in, I think it was, no, both, uh, chapter 5 and 7. Like uh, him behind the the cameras yes. or the screens and mm -hmm. telling the others what to do and all the this whole thing with the airbuster and the the spoof when they were live. Oh, sir, airbuster is only sixty percent uh, complete. Hey, I'm <laughs> on air. Shut up! <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, they didn't lose the humor. Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> and President Chinra is just as evil as always and you, you you really feel that he has the power he just only needs to lift a finger and everyone just goes silent mm -hmm. even reeve <laughs> well maybe especially reeve i don't know yeah i felt bad for reeve yeah definitely he tries so hard to reason with him but it's no use just no use yeah speaking of reeve well made as as well 
like this this additional scene where he's calculating mm -hmm. the the damages and what he can yeah. what he can do and also when you when you're in the vent which is terrible but those two scenes in the vent those optional scenes when you can uh, look yes. down and uh, see yeah. uh, employees do stuff there's yeah. this one meeting where they uh, try to come up with uh, solutions and uh, other things for reef was really good world building for mm -hmm. general companies really well done um, yeah, I think it was it for those. There are, are some more NPCs, notable ones. Uh, for example, a Shinra middle manager, which uh, was kind of a little bit of a comic relief in terms of, or in conjunction with Barrett on the train, and there wasn't really uh, more to him. But here he gets much more characterization, and you really see a bit of a, a different part of Shinra that there. Are just normal people trying to get by and uh, believe in Shinra and don't really know what's going on behind the curtains, <laughs> behind the scenes. Yeah. And yeah, his, his speech uh, against Barrett and the other ones clapping was really good. <laughs> Cringy, but good. And then, I don't, don't know if you've noticed that, but when you get back to Sector 7 the first time, uh, on the first plaza with uh, the food stalls, in the middle there's this, uh, this circular bench with the general manager talking to his wife and child. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then uh, he also uh, tells them, hey, there were uh, av avalanche uh, sympathizers there. And then, oh, you, I hope you told them off. And so, yeah, yeah, I, they were, cry <laughs> they were uh, begging like crybabies when I was finished with them. And that, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> it's so, it's really good. Uh. And then uh, I think on the next day, still in Sector 7, he and his other two, uh, co-workers are there near sector uh, near the seventh heaven again, talking about uh, stuff as avalanche and work at Chindra and stuff. It's really really good. S so much more um, expansion on minor characters and world building and showing exactly. different parts of Chindra. It's really good. Really yeah, good. I liked that. That's yeah. what I was just about to say. That I appreciate the fact that they gave us a glimpse of the lives of the Shinra employees because yep. those people are not necessarily evil and no. they're just working for the company and exactly. they also probably don't know definitely like, everything not, no. that shinra is doing and they feel <laughs> nope. like they're doing a good thing right so yeah, those sure. innocent people are just there working and you see that as well when they uh i don't know if you if you walked up the staircase but i didn't i took actually took the elevator Both. and then uh oh, okay and yeah. then uh, you see, like, the door opens, right? And it's an employee. And then they're kind of questioning, like, oh, yeah, they're real people here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? like <laughs> Definitely. I appreciated that. Yeah, uh, definitely. And when you talk with uh, or listen to NPCs in uh, the Shinra HQ as a whole, you all, all mm -hmm. also notice that they're just there to work. They have no idea. They bought the propaganda and exactly. are none the wiser. Yeah. Yeah. That's... I really like this, this aspect. Definitely. Mm -hmm. And there, we touched on those, like Betty gives yes. also a different um, perspective, especially when Aerith is uh, saving her in mm -hmm. chapter 12. I found yeah. this a really good scene. And uh, this, you also notice that she has, she, ha she has her ways with children, like Betty instantly uh, yes. trusts her. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really good. And Marl, I, I love her. Marl is, is such a cool character. Like, yes, like the, the, the mom of the slums or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she, she knows awesome. what's up. Yeah, definitely. Told Cloud off. But then when she notices that, that Cloud makes Tifa happy, 
like after this optional scene uh, when they had an alone time in her apartment, she notices mm -hmm. that and tells Cloud, you take good care of her. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's so good. Uh, we touched upon Miss Folia already, so I won't yeah. uh, say anything anymore. Uh, Angel of the Slums 2, last, uh, I think even in the last episode. Yes, we did. Yeah, and Kyrie before. Also, there's the reporter, which also uh, ties into Kyrie into the Angel of the Slums. Yes. I liked the addition of this reporter and was really uh, also sh uh, sh uh, shines a light on the press of Shinra. Yeah. Like Aerith's exactly. reaction. Oh, that rag. <laughs> <laughs> and Barrett's reaction in chapter 14, I think. It's, yeah, they know Shinra's newspapers are just crap, <laughs> full of crap. Yeah. Uh, but personally, he was annoying to me. But this is purely personal matter. But in terms of game, uh, game lore, story, build up yeah. and stuff, I really found this a great uh, addition. This report. Yeah, I thought so too. But I thought that he, I thought that he had a lot of lines. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. he's Definitely, talking yeah. a lot. I don't think he needed to. I think they could have just maybe gave him a little bit less lines, but made those lines count a little bit more. Because I remember that. I was listening to him talk and he's talking a lot yeah. on, like while you're trying to accept the quest and stuff, which is fine because he's trying to give us an understanding as to like why he's there. And mm. I appreciated that. But that was pretty much it for me, like why I felt like. Yeah, I, th I think it's uh, it's deliberate because it's he's a reporter. He wants to yeah. sell his uh, or he wants to get, get the story and really sell his view on things and uh, yeah, that's bring true. you over. So he just has to keep uh, talking like a salesman. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It's, that's it's annoying, true. but it's yeah. true. It's, it makes sense, yeah. Because mm -hmm. reporters are yeah. like that. Well, yeah, not yeah. all reporters, but a lot of, all, reporters of course have to, have to be like that. Hashtag not all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I think, I'm not quite sure, but he, his voice actor kind of reminded me of the narrator in the uh, Avatar series, like the animated series. Okay. Which kind of looks, kind of leans on anime, but is a US production. I think both uh, okay. seasons it was the same narrator, or was it a different one in the second season? I don't know. Not 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 season yeah. second part like the, the the first one had I think three seasons, and the second had two. Okay. Or something. But yeah, he was the narrator, and in certain certain lines, really reminded me of this uh, voice actor. I, <laughs> I should I should look it up, but uh, I forgot to see if it's the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably is. Be. Maybe. So yeah, and yeah, you already touched on those, but the wall market people, especially the new ones, like uh, Andrea or uh, Andrea, as uh, mm -hmm. Sam, Madam M, and Leslie, they're such good additions, so good additions. Re they all mm -hmm. have their own characterization. They get the fair share of uh, screen time, and they're even part of this whole. I I think this whole wall market segment with all the side quests and the main quests. And, uh, it's, it's a whole package, a complete package for me. It's just, it, everything fits uh, neatly together. I really love it. Yeah, same here. Yeah. It was one of my favorite parts in this game. Oh, definitely. Uh, I haven't played the Yakuza games, but I've heard so many times that those who played Yakuza games, they said, yes. oh, Wall Market is right, uh, right out of this game. Or it's, it's practically the same in terms of uh, atmosphere and what happens and stuff, yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't played Yakuza either. I, I... It's, yeah. But <clears throat> I could go on and on forever for those. So oh, yeah, I just for sure. Uh, cut it short. But 
it's <laughs> like the anger management issues of Madame M and this, uh, mm -hmm. this kind of <laughs> quiet attitude, a quiet, uh, re not really reserved, but like controlled attitude of Chocobo Sam, which is completely the opposite of Madame M. <laughs> so that's probably why this it didn't work out for them. It's, it's so yeah, funny. Exactly. But you really notice that Chocobo Sam has been there for ages and he knows what's up and he knows how to handle people. He knows what's, uh, what's going on and mm -hmm. you notice that. And it's really, really good, really well made. And Andrea is just something else. The whole Honeybee segment is something else. It's, I don't know, it's just... Uh, I don't think you find this in any other game this way. No, exactly. I don't it's, think so either, yeah. but I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Definitely. A lot of people... A lot of people thought it was too much, and that's the point. <laughs> that's fine. That's their opinion. Yeah, mm. and it that's how I felt like playing the original game. Like it's so ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, oh, come yeah. on. Like I, I loved it. I thought it was really well done. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't get a hundred percent on that dance. I need to go back through and do it again Same. so I can get the platinum. I think I missed two moves that were good and not great. Like I did 28 oh, I or 26 okay. amazing or great. And then I had two that were just good. I didn't have any that were bad. So that's good. Oh, okay. I was but... way worse. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I should have saved before I did it though, because I didn't. Mm. And I did, I, I got a, like, I, I got like the hundred percent on the, on the, uh, in the, uh, just the practice before you start. And I was like, oh, okay. So it's not going to be that bad. And then we go in and there's so many moves in the camera angles. So mm -hmm. Sometimes the camera angle is a little different and it's like hard to see when the thing, like the yeah, little definitely. orb is going to come around yeah. to the thing, like the little button. So, but yeah, I thought it was awesome. I loved it. I loved this part. Yeah, they went overboard completely. They went all they in. Did. I love this. It's the dancing really was so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And of course, we have to talk about Don Corneo himself. It's yeah, such a great depiction. Like, Exactly how he is in the original, but more. Mm -hmm. Like how he he oogles the oh, ogles, oogles the the yes. ladies. Just so, ah, uh, just get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he, and he's, he he's... he likes being treated yeah. badly though because oh yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like they're being yeah he he ins like mean insults to him, him and he's like yeah. Ew. <laughs> oh, more. i like what yeah, yeah he's like i like that or i like girls that are like this or something yeah definitely like that, right? the only thing that he doesn't like is being punched or being kicked <laughs> yes <laughs> but yeah no he, he they did him justice also i well we come to that later but he there's uh, another scene with him which kind of ex expands a little on him in a good way i think and I hope mm -hmm. they also uh, expand on him a bit more in the Wutai segment. Yeah. Unless they completely change everything, but I hope he uh, <laughs> appears there as well. So he is still yeah, that would be uh, awesome. alive and around, so he mm -hmm. needs to come back. Yeah. Um, yeah. All in all, even the, the, the small NPCs, some were really good because... Um, I th but I think we already... Uh, talked about this in the last episode i can't quite remember but mm -hmm. the, the world building was was really fascinating when, when listening to all those npcs so many talked about their own yeah. lives talked about shinra about avalanche different viewpoints how they get by and talking about other parts of uh, the area they're in talk about the tifa the seventh heaven yeah stuff like that it's it's really cool yeah 
So I loved all of that. Yeah. I loved it. If you don't, if you don't listen to the NPCs, you miss out on so much nuance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really do. Especially when you're walking through uh, Wall Market with Cloud Stress, you get so many hilarious <laughs> remarks. <laughs> it's, it's it's funny. Yeah. yeah. The only thing that I mean, we talked about this before on the previous episode mm-hmm. about the music, but the music just. It needed a little something different for Wall Market because the theme is oh, very I see. repetitive. Yeah, yeah. yeah it so is. That would have made me enjoy it even more. But I did love it. I'd love it. But mm. that's the only thing. It kind of took me out of it a little bit because the theme continuously plays. And I think that it could have helped to have no music. I think that they could have just... In some parts, Some probably, parts yeah. having nothing. Just silence. Just silence would have been great. I think they do have that in some at some points, but I can't remember from the top of my head. But I think there are a few points, especially tied to story or uh, like right after a scene, which uh, has some. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm talking about just when you're exploring it. Oh, I see. Okay, no, I think because how many is... times are you running around through that area? Right, you have to go back. Oh and yeah, you're running around again. so many times. Yeah, it's just that I feel like yeah. maybe if when you went into a shop or something, like they didn't have to play any music. Like it could have just been or the, or the shop, the, the music something. in the shop or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but I loved it. It was like yeah. one of my favorite it's parts nitpicking. of this game. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I loved it. I thought it was definitely. Yeah, really it's just well that I uh, I don't know. I think I mentioned it last time, but uh, the wall market theme, like the first, uh, the first few notes or the first, yeah, I think four measures or something is the exact same as a, a, a whole new a whole world. New from, world. Uh, yeah, Aladdin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I can't it's get like it out when of it my starts. Head. Yeah, you think about that. So wait, what? Yeah. Wrong movie. <laughs> Yeah, but they have to have more of that, like this uh, illusion of, or like parallel to the Top Gun theme when they're jumping with uh, down with the, uh, the parachute. It's pretty similar to Top Gun music. Mm-hmm. So they do have a few uh, pop culture references in the in the yeah. music there, which is it's not too bad. If it's just a reference, it's fine. But yeah. I think from that's that's it from from my side about mm-hmm. characters. Maybe I forgot someone, but I don't think I do. I did. no, I don't think so. No. Oh, 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 oh! The Turks. The Turks. We completely forgot the Turks. Yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> oh no! Sorry, guys. Oh man, we we need to to squeeze this in real quick because the Turks okay. are awesome. They're so awesome. We especially rude. Yes. Extreme professional, mm-hmm. cool as heck. But uh, then he gets the, the call from Reno, who which completely throws him off because he had different plans. It seemed like, uh, uh, wait, um, uh, oh, oh, okay, I'll be there. It's <laughs> uh, so funny. Also, uh, Aerith, go home and stay there. You know, I can't do that. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> 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 Stuff that he doesn't anticipate completely throws him off, and it's so funny to look at. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, I love the Turks. I love the Turks in this game. Yeah. I thought they did a really great job. Yeah, and Reno's so cocky. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Yeah. He is, but yeah. They do, they do grow a conscience. Yes, they at do. Least. They show that side of them. Yeah. And also, they mm. are human yeah, and definitely. sometimes make mistakes, you know? Mm. Like, they show that 
one part when they're flying the helicopter yep. doesn't he blow something up and he was just like oh oops like i guess oh I... yeah, yeah that, that's when, when he's, <laughs> because... he, he's supposed to shoot cloud and tifa but then he uh kind of rears away moves yeah. away and oh my hand slipped because he didn't want to hit tifa he loves tifa or has a crush on her <laughs> well, you, you don't yeah. really get it but if you know the original you know that this is the case and then, like, yeah. he blows something up, but he wasn't given an order. And then he was like, <laughs> Reno's just like, what are you doing? Like, ah, uh, like, <laughs> nobody told you to do that. And he's like, oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this, their I dynamic forget. is so funny. <laughs> uh, they're they're really, really, really good. Good bros. And then he just yeah. <laughs> flies away on the, <laughs> the ladder oh, after right, the right. boss yeah, battle yeah. was so ridiculous. Yeah, it was great. I loved that that they kept mm. that. He just yeah. like flies away on a helicopter <laughs> on the ladders. Like, why don't you climb up and go inside? Yeah, you know? exactly. Like... <laughs> oh boy, oh, it was awesome. Yeah, and Song, their leader, is just the complete opposite. He's business only, complete devoid of emotion. At least uh, in this game, maybe mm-hmm. it changes a little bit in the next or uh, the one over, uh, the one after that. But here. It's 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 really good contrast between him and the other two, especially when uh, when they talk uh, in I think chapter sixteen or seventeen in their uh, office, mm-hmm. when the song is just uh, doing the paperwork and picking up yes. the phone, and Andrew <laughs> is uh, just uh, his conscience is chewing on him and did we really need to do that, and song yeah. is like ah uh, well we need. We 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 had to balance the scales, like uh, give yeah, give something true. back to the to the planet. And Rudas, do you really think that? Like, what are you talking about? How can you justify <laughs> their deaths, like something like that, just in a more controlled manner? Yeah, yeah it, was, exactly. it was really good. I'm so looking forward to further interactions in the next games and Elena. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, guys, so the next part that we are talking about here is the story and events in the Final Fantasy VII Remake. So I kind of talked about, like, when we were talking about the characters, I did talk about my opinions on some of the characters in this game, and I did go into a little bit of the story details about some of the characters. So I thought that the main story of this game was pretty faithful to the original. Um, It's pretty much a beat, like, beat by beat, like just mostly um remake of the original story up until a certain point and then things kind of change a lot yeah uh i did appreciate the additions to the characters to flesh out the characters which gave more weight to the story i thought overall yeah definitely i felt more when like i said jesse like we don't know if she's dead but when it's implied that she's dead I felt more than I felt when I was playing through the original game, playing through this game. So I appreciated that. Uh, I think in the chapter selection, or not, not just selection, a chapter uh, overview where you can read, uh, read up on the different parts mm-hmm. of the chapter, there's the story beats. It, yeah. Apparently it actually says that Jesse died uh, there on the oh, plate. Oh, does it? Okay. But I need uh, to go back and replay. Yeah, yeah I'm only I'm only on chapter three hard. Like I beat chapter three on hard mode, and I haven't went back to the game because oh, I, I, okay. I really wanted to take a break though, and really think about how I felt about the ending, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. Yep. But I still need to go back. Like some people went right away and just went back yep. into, it. and I did, uh, and I just did chapter th- up to chapter three, and I'm like. <laughs> 
I just need to take a break from this and play something different and then yeah. go back to it um, later. But that's interesting. And I like that they added a little bit more story to the chapter selection where, because they do talk about like what Sephiroth was talking about as well, right? At the yeah. end of at the seven seconds, which is yeah awesome as well. Because there's a lot of people thinking about like, oh, what does he mean? Mm-hmm. Who knows if that's actually what they mean, though? You know, Square could change that, even though this know. is what they're saying now. We don't know. Um, but yeah, I just thought that the additions to the story and throughout the story for the characters was very well done. There weren't there weren't too many times when I kind of felt like, OK, these are just things added to waste our time. Mm. Uh, to make the game longer and distract us from our main objective to add gameplay time. Because some games do that. And I know that we talked about this before the game came out because we were hoping, we were like, our hopes and dreams for this yep. game. We just don't <laughs> want to feel like we are wasting our time doing needless mm. side quests that don't have any payoff to the main story. Some side quests did have that. But we didn't get a full completion of those storylines. So we'll see. Like, I'll have a better understanding when this whole game is completed Mm. beginning to end. And then we'll have to go back and re-listen to this and then make another, um, you know, base our opinions on the ending of the complete series. But right now I feel pretty good about everything that I experienced in this game story-wise and the events. I thought were awesome. The plate fall had, it felt, for me, it felt like more impactful. Some people said that it felt less impactful. That's, that's totally fine. Like that's, that's their opinion. And I understand like somebody explained it to me. I forget who it was now, like their reasoning behind that. And that's awesome. For me, I felt like it was more impactful because we had more time with these characters. Definitely, yeah. But what I think they mean, at least I heard heard a few people talk about this, and uh, some reasonings are the climb up to the top of the the support pillar or the top platform was way too long. Okay. That was one. And for the other one is the choice of music when they escape. It was still this kind of battle-ish uh, theme with uh, the guitar riff in the background. So okay. It kind of kills the mood for some. In the original, okay. it was still this, the, I think the hurry theme was there. Oh, okay. But it faded out when they were uh, like swinging outside of Sector 7 and then it, it's complete, it was completely drowned out when we saw President Chinra and heard his, uh, his classical piece in the background. Right. And then uh, the music was completely gone, I think. And this time we didn't get anything of that. It was just the same um, piece of music playing a whole, the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, which started after the Rude and Reno fight. It was just yes. there until, I think, until they actually escaped and then it faded out, I think. I'm not 100% sure, but I, I'd need to check again. But I think those two points are the main, the main ones where... Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah, it did. I agree. Like, going up, you know, was a long time. Yeah. It was a long time. And it kind of takes you out of it. Mm. The initial plate fall, like, for example, when 
it's you see Merle and she's trying to help the people and then yep. you see Betty and stuff like that. Like that was impactful for that me was definitely, more yeah. than oh, yeah. going up the pillar. And I agree the music was different and it kind of takes you out of it. But the initial part when you're going to start that part where you start to traverse, I thought was very impactful because you're going and it's kind of like you're in a hurry and people are panicking mm. and then you have to go up. But the whole traversing that part was long. And there were a few parts in this game that were a little bit too long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll get to and that I later. Did... Uh-huh. I did say previously about this part as well that I'm going to talk about now. It's the going back to the sewers after. Oh, yeah. I don't know how much we needed to do that. I feel like they did send us back for the Leslie Kyle story because he lies to you, right? Because mm. you go down there and it's, he's down there because he's trying to find a locket, right? Or a necklace uh, or something. He, he already had this. But uh, one of the, the apps who uh, showed stole it and we need to, needed to get it back. But he already had this and he needed to... Wait, what? Right. Oh, I think he wanted revenge for Don Corneo because he, know, he knew he was uh, hiding down there and he wanted to get rid of him, kill That's him true. with a pistol. But this didn't pan out like he wanted to. I hope that we get resolution to the story in the, in the further parts. I didn't mind going back mm. there and playing through it. Like the gameplay, I mean. Yeah, same. But for the story, I just don't know if we needed to do that. The thing is, uh, I've think a little bit about this. This whole segment, just isolated at its own, is it's fine. I don't mind. It's it was cool. Had some additional storylines. Mm -hmm, yeah. you saw yeah. different parts of the sewers. This whole uh, exactly chasing like the, the Epsu showed, and yes, uh, a rematch like rematch against Epsu was also not too bad, mm -hmm, but. Mm -hmm. This should have been an optional quest and not main material, yes, in my opinion. Yes. Because it. What yeah. kind of a payoff did we get for doing all that? We did get a Nothing. scene with Don Corneo and, mm -hmm. and, and Leslie Kyle. That's pretty much all we got at the end yeah. of that whole thing. And we got a little bit of story about, you know, him and his fiance. Yeah, definitely. I forget the fiance's name. Uh, I don't think he, she has a name. You don't even see her whole face. <laughs> I thought that he says her name, though, because I think that I think so one time yeah. I looked it up on the Internet. Maybe okay. he doesn't. I don't know. But I was reading about him remember. on the wiki page for him in the compilation. I see. And I yeah, think yeah. that it says there who it is. But I read okay. a lot about him and Kyrie and how they work together previously, because yeah, yeah. I was trying to understand like more about mm. that storyline and how like why it was. They felt like they had to focus on that in this game because that was time away from everything else they could have given us more bigs yep <laughs> i'm just saying like yeah, they made that way, choice yeah. so i was trying to yeah. understand like why they made that choice i guess but anyway but maybe they don't say her name yeah. but it was cool to see don corneo again but i oh, think definitely. that leslie yeah. was a little bit naive in thinking mm -hmm. that he could kill oh don. yeah definitely he's he was way over his head because <laughs> <laughs> don as much as you think he's incapable or, or in, incompetent, he does know how people work and think. So yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's why he's uh, on his, in his position, because if, if he didn't, he would have been overthrown in an instant. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And 
now we kind of see like he knows that it's kind of like Leslie's kind of shown his true colors, right? Yeah. Like his true uh agenda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess. So he's pretty much screwed now. But yeah. it's like Don doesn't even care. Yeah, Don is screwed doesn't even as well. care at the end, you know? Yeah, yeah that's true. Because Shinra's yeah, after he him. He kind of laughed at it. He yeah. thinks it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I I that was the only thing for me. The rest I thought was was really great. I was a little confused about how President Shinra dies. Does do they show that? I can't remember because in the original, Sephiroth kills him. Yeah, but you don't see it in the original. You only see uh, the Masamune sticking out of his back. Yeah, but here. Yeah, I didn't mean like I I didn't mean like I needed to see him actually die. I just oh, forgot. I see. Okay. Uh, like, how how do they imply that he died? Do you remember? In the original or in the remake? No, in this game. Uh, you, you see him stabbed by Sephiroth. Just uh, camera full on there and okay. blade through the chest. So it's it's very I overt. Remember. Here. Maybe I just well wasn't the, looking at my TV. The, the or thing something. is, the, the scene right after or the part right after completely overshadows uh, the president's death. So. Yeah. Yeah, and the part right after is Barrett getting stabbed, yep. right? Yeah. Okay. So that was interesting for me. Kind of, I was like, <gasps> Yeah. So what? What, what are you doing? <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, obviously, later it's found out that he's not actually dead. Yeah. Because there's like a whisper that went into him to prevent him from dying. Because as we know, mm. everything about the whispers. It's like they're there to preserve the original storyline, right? Exactly, because yeah. they want it to happen the way that it's always played out. So yep. whenever anything is about to happen or does happen that is different mm-hmm. from fate, I guess, they they want to change it back to the way that it's always been, right? Yeah. Not everything, though. Not everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that he wasn't dead. But I was kind of like, what? Oh, my God. Like, gave me a heart attack. And then they tracked, they backtracked yeah. on that. And I was like, oh, my God. I think this scene was there to, for, for Sephiroth to make a statement. Like, to show what he's capable of and that he doesn't care at all what mm-hmm. uh, fate prescri- uh, prescribes. And, yes. well, fate does fix stuff later. But, well, he, he, I think the scene was there to just show... He can do whatever he wants, and he can do it. Mm-hmm. He can uh, uh, succeed, even if um, the arbiters of fate kind of clean up after him. That was the yes. impression I got there. Also, the the uh, four of them, three or four of them, circled around him uh, a few seconds after, but he just swiped them away with a sword slash. So you notice that he's pretty powerful at that, at this point. Yeah, and yeah. Palmer sees him. Yep, and like people don't even believe that he's there. Why would they? Why would anyone believe Palmer? <laughs> exactly. Um, but the Sephiroth that he sees, mm-hmm. is it the original Sephiroth that uh, is in the original not... storyline? Because that one still exists. Well, I guess it's not the original Sephiroth because it's actually just a projection of Sephiroth, right? Because Sephiroth mm. is still in the Northern Crater in the yes original. Yes and no. It's, it's a little bit uh, confusing at times. But the thing is, um, as we see later after the Genoa fight, he, or um, I think that the, his 
first appearance there and his later appearance in The Drum was both, uh, I think, number 40, uh, 49, Marco. Just project, he projected himself onto oh, okay. his body to others because, hmm. well, Genoa cells and Genoa stuff, illusion, hallucinations, and shape shifting, yeah. it's, it's a thing. So um, that's why everyone else could see him. And when uh, we defeated Genoa, where, uh, when I think uh, it was right. number 49 who, who got it either was. transformed or just uh, an illu- uh, yeah. hallucination, mass hallucination for everyone. They, uh, he just looked like Genoa. They beat him, he died, and then Sephiroth appeared again as number two. We also seen uh, before, like the one in Sector 5. We see that when uh, Sephiroth climbs uh, up or flies, floats up uh, to the um, to the top of the, the top, tower, top of the tower, off. the apex, yep, and then jumps off as number two. Then because okay. this body has probably fulfilled its usefulness at that point, so just whew, go right. down with Genova. So I think this was also kind of uh, an escape route for the Genova body, for the real Sephiroth in the Northern Crater to take over and then start the journey. That's my interpretation of this. Okay. Yeah. So, the Genova that we're fighting in the Shinra, in in President Shinra's office, mm-hmm. you said is the clone number forty nine. Yes, I'm not sure if it's just a hallucination or if he actually physically transforms. That right. I'm not yeah, quite sure, but uh, might be a might be an, a hallucination for all hmm. or an illusion. Yeah, because I was really confused on this part because I was I, I a lot of stuff happens all at once yep i feel and i was really confused because if the whispers are there and they're preserving the original timeline then i'm thinking about well is it just the original sephiroth projection that's there that's doing its thing you know what i mean and then that's what we see and that's who steals the genova out of the the containment, yeah. The containment, yeah, exactly, exactly. So people, I think, were confused, but then some people were saying that, oh, well, you see, at one point, isn't there, like, a feather that drops? Kind of like when Cloud gets his... Yeah. Like, before they enter the the, the elevator? Yeah, well, um, I think one so. Drops, Something think, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And then, but that's supposed to kind of be an indicator that it's the Advent Children's exactly, Sephiroth yeah. that exactly. is actually there that's doing it because he's from an alternate timeline because he never had his wing at that time so anyway there's a lot of yeah, that's, that's this. for we'll later too about, yeah <laughs> yeah for later but yeah. uh i i was just a little confused by the end uh but i loved everything about this game and the story and yeah uh i think that's pretty much everything i like the inclusion of the whispers and I think that the whispers represent a little bit like the community, the Final Fantasy community, who's trying to preserve the original game and didn't want anything changed in this game. I think that their interpretation in this game is kind of like, I think that it would hold back this game and pushing it into the future. I, I like that they that they added those things, and I think that We'll see where the story goes, and I was I was appreciative that they preserved so much of the original in this game. Definitely, yeah. The only thing that that worries me a little is with fate now gone, 
theoretically yeah. anything could happen. But in interviews, they said now we're uh, we will keep the main story beats, like the mm -hmm. main events will still happen. So, what exactly was the point? I know, I I th I think I know what the point was, but still, it's it kind of feels a little bit uh, of underutilization because they now don't have a, f a fixed path in front of them and could do anything they want. Right. Everything else will still kind of, or maybe 60-70% will still be the same. So, yeah, but I, th I think it's, it all culminates in the, uh, at the, the end of the last part where the actual changes will happen. That's my prediction, mm -hmm. but that's, that's for, for later too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I did talk about this last time. Like all elements or events from the original have been preserved, mostly, but extended, and the, there was much more build-up, more meaning. So that's just to reiterate from last time. But also, we were also talking about side quests before the game came out. I think we uh, dedicated the whole episode to that, our apprehensions yes. for this. Yeah, we did. And a few side quests kind of fall into this uh, go go do this or go get that uh, category. But still, even just uh, gather the kittens for Betty wasn't too bad because Betty wasn't just an NPC that gives us this quest and done. Betty is actually she appears more than once later. So this is kind of an introduction to her. And also, I think it makes sense that they start with a few menial tasks because Cloud is uh, a nobody in slums and he has to work his way up upwards. So mm -hmm. let's just start with uh, bringing back kittens for a kid, uh, slaying some doom rats and uh, doing yeah. some other stuff. And then the bigger ones come, like the, the uh, wild or wrath, wrath dog, I think it's called, the, the white dog in uh, yeah. the scrapyard. I think so too. Yeah. I think it's 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 meant to be start at the bottom and work your way up. Mm -hmm. Of course this is kind of an excuse for making such uh cheap quests which don't really contribute, but still there were in the, in the interactions we saw a little bit of uh Cloud's character shine through there. Oh, this sucks. Oh no, I'm done with this. When he uh finds the last kitten because all the kittens run away from him and <laughs> It kind of also ties in with the scene later uh, with Bix, where uh, the kittens also don't really seem to like Cloud, the cats. So it's uh, I think everything kind of connects and has meaning and builds up to something. But on the surface level, it's still kind of, uh, yeah, fetch quests, whatever. A few of them, uh -huh. at least. But it's A few of them, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you're doing them because you're trying to build up. Yeah, of course. Have like respect in the community, yeah, exactly, right? Exactly. So if it makes it feel like you, like those things have meaning essentially, because mm. you're right. The cloud is new to this place and nobody knows who he is. Yep. So he's trying to build up his um, Reput reputation. Reputation. So yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I think. The side quests in Sector 5 were a little bit more fleshed out, especially uh, everything around the Angel of the Slums and the, the children. Those are pretty mm -hmm. neat. Yeah, there were a few 
like uh, uh, go kill those Mark II monodrives. Yes. This, yeah, that's true. Uh, this didn't really amount to anything other than, oh yeah, those, those are normal monodrives, but got mutated because of the, the explosion of the, the reactor yeah. and the Mako leak. That's blah, blah. true. It's maybe a little bit of world building, but it's, it doesn't go anywhere, which is a shame. So there were a few meh side quests, but most of them were pretty good, especially in wall market. Wall market. I loved Yeah, those. and there weren't that many. Like, I felt like no. there were enough side quests. There weren't too many, and there weren't, like, not enough. You know what I mean? I thought yeah. that it was, like, a happy medium. Were they all beneficial to fleshing out the characters in the story? No. I think that's fine. That's my opinion, though. I don't mind going to different parts of the map to see a different area to kind oh, of kill yeah. a different type of enemy. Although you know? with the monodrives, you went back to, through the same areas you were before when getting the first time yes. to sacrifice. Yeah, that's true. So, eh. I already went to one area after you go back because there's children that are stuck there. Oh, right, right, yeah. Uh, it, on a little platform, like a little rock in the middle of the water. Oh, I see. I already yeah, went yeah. there before. Yeah, and then I went back again and had to kill the same type of enemy, which is fine. But I know what you mean. It's kind of like you're backtracking, like, oh, I've seen this before, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's not not too bad, but it's some some side quests and some content could have been uh like fleshed out a little bit or more mm -hmm. of a, not really more variety, but like Backtracking Sector 5, especially when you go back to the graveyard twice or go, uh, go up, up to the lookout where mm -hmm. Angel of the Slums lair is. I went there because I was just uh, exploring and no nothing was there. And then, oh, okay, I need, now I need to go, uh, go back there. And you were just running around the, <laughs> the scrapyard uh, outside of the, the Sector 5 slums so many times. But, yeah. This, this, that's what I appreciated in Sector 7, because there were uh, two areas outside which you only could go to for side quests. You, you didn't, couldn't go there by yourself. Mm -hmm. So at least you had dedicated areas for side quests. That I appreciated a little bit. Yeah. And uh, next point, Cloud's new glitches and flashbacks. Like there's Maybe some people found this a bit too excessive that uh, all those new uh, flashbacks uh, Cloud had or flash forwards and Sephiroth hallucinations and stuff. But I think they they really f uh, fleshed everything out a bit more. Like the the build up to Sephiroth has has to had has to have happened differently anyway because of nature of the split. Of course, they could have just dedicated this uh, first game to Shinra only, and Sephiroth mm -hmm. was maybe just something in passing and not mentioned practically at all, maybe seen once during a flashback, but uh, not, not put emphasis on. It could have worked, but they decided against it, and uh, because everyone, quote-unquote, <laughs> everyone knows Sephiroth, so they needed to show him, or else uh, people would miss him and say, w w uh, where's Sephiroth? Where's Sephiroth? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't know. Could, I think I could, it could have worked either way, but when you start including Sephiroth and need, it, need a build-up and show a little bit who he is, well, it, it, 
they couldn't go into too much, of course, because uh, they needed to uh, to keep, especially the whole Nibelheim flashback or mm -hmm. uh, Calm flashback, however we're going to call it, to the second part, next part. So Sephiroth didn't get too much characterization, but uh, when you include him, you need to include him in a meaningful way. And I think those additional glitches and hallucinations did it did him justice in my opinion right. but i didn't analyze this to the excess of others so maybe i'm wrong but i, th I did like it it, it did uh, give us a, a little bit more insight and some of them were even necessary to build up this whole new narrative around uh yeah. Elven children sephiroth and the whispers of yada 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 with yeah, which yeah, we'll yeah. get to later <laughs> but yeah this is yeah. um I found this it's pretty interesting. I also uh, kind of a mysterious addition to the game in a good way. And there's yeah, we all already talked about new missions, new story additions. Mm -hmm. Um but there are a few chapters or a few parts that were a little bit drawn out, especially the second bombing mission, three whole chapters. Yeah. Um while Playing through it first the first time, I didn't really mind because there was so much uh, character buildup, so much uh, banter, so much uh, new ones sometimes, and uh, different traversal, some uh, riddle, not riddles, uh, puzzles a little bit traversal mm -hmm. puzzles in chapter six with all those um, uh, moving platforms. Right. But all in all, I think they could have cut everything in half. Yeah. Probably. Also, with, yeah. with all the key cards and um, yeah, that was really long. This, uh, I think, four. There were four rooms: one key card, two, three, and four key cards to dispose of stuff, or or three and three. I don't remember, but this maybe two rooms would have been enough. I think on on uh, subsequent playthroughs, it will will be drawn out and will get uh, get on our nerves because it's just too long when we just want to go through the story mm -hmm. again so it's yeah i'm on the i'm on the fence but they should have cut it out uh, cut out a good chunk in my opinion same goes for chapters 10 and 11 the sewers and the train graveyard well again isolated they feel pretty good and consistent and uh, have have enough content but when uh, combining it with the whole narrative, because yeah, we want to go back to uh, get back to Sector 7 ASAP. And now we're just uh, trying to get through the sewers and where there are a few really good character moments, especially between Aerith and Tifa, it just drags on so long and then comes the Drain Graveyard, which is itself divided into two segments. And with, with its whole new sub-story, which I... I frankly like. I really like this sub sub story with that the children and the ghosts and Eligor. Yeah, this is a really great addition to the. Uh, to, I like the that train too. However, the placement felt weird because yeah, of course we needed to go through the sewers and the train graveyard because in the original it was like that. It's the, the layout of the slums. They couldn't change that. But still, it completely kills the pacing there. On in hindsight, I didn't. Mind that much um, on my first playthrough, but I did. I did notice that it dragged on and dragged on. And Tifa said so many times, "I I really need to 
get back to the to sector seven so fast. I'm I'm so worried. Um, will they really drop the plate? I'm not sure. It was so many times. And come on, just go to the plate already. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's again as other people put it, pacing issues in certain mm -hmm. chapters. Not the yeah, content. We had two content was good. Boss but... battles in yeah. the train graveyard. Two. That's what. That's what. Why I said two segments in one chapters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We had one inside of the command room, and then mm -hmm. we had the Eligor boss fight as well. So. Yep. Maybe they could have cut that in half. <sighs> I don't know. So, probably. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Cut the additional boss battle like that. The ghoul. And. May, I don't know. It's it's hard to say because mm -hmm. if you look at this one isolated, as if it was, let's say, uh, a bigger optional side quest. Well, that part could have been optional then. Yeah. Maybe, like you said, the one in the command room, the boss, the ghoul, yeah. or whatever, that could have been a, a side quest. Maybe, yeah. Or this, the whole storyline with Eligor, but then. It's, if it's just, just uh, optional and maybe even in another point of this game, then uh, going through the train grave graveyard without anything happening would have been dissatisfying, mm -hmm. definitely. So it's... Yeah. They somehow had to put it there. But, yeah. Maybe they could have, uh, as you said, uh, encapsulated part, a part of this whole storyline into an optional part. Like, uh, where it could either go this way to help the kids or that way to continue the story or something like that. I don't know. It's uh, it's hard to say if, if it would have worked out, but oh well. Um, yeah, we already talked about every segment in chapter 12, but I just want to iterate, reiterate that this... I really love this, this edition too. Run around with Aerith uh, and tell everyone to please get out of the slums, help Betty, help Marl, go back to Sector 7. And this whole interaction with Marlene, this was so heartwarming and heartbreaking at the same time. With Marlene uh, just wanting uh, her, her daddy to get home. And yeah, she noticed that people are going to destroy their home and Barrett's out there fighting. And she was so, so worried. It was heartbreaking to see. And yeah, there's this this little thing that Aerith does to her, which is probably the same thing she does to Red Thirteen later. But uh, we'll get to that um, in the next segment. Yeah, I was gonna say something about that, and I'm like just kind of biting my tongue until we talk yeah. about the ending. But yeah, this this whole part and and with uh, Song um, catching her there and his or let's say her bargaining for Merlin. In the original, we only heard about that briefly, but here we get to see it, and I think it's it's really good. And it also contributes to Song's character that we know he's a complete mm -hmm. professional, emotionless, does a job, doesn't care, but he's fair too. So, and and he doesn't really want to harm Aerith in any way, but he has the order to get her out of there and bring back to Shinra HQ. So so he does. Really well made. And then in, in, in chapter 13, there's this whole secret lab, lab uh, passage or segment, which I, frankly, I loved. It's such a great addition, and it does 
incorporate some of Dirty Cerberus lore with Deep Ground. I think uh, was it? I think it was in the Ultimania. Uh, one part was translated, specifically talked about uh, this lab and called it Deep Ground or parts of Deep Ground. So maybe we'll see some uh, see more of this in later parts. Maybe when we go back to Midgar in the last part. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this whole segment was pretty uh, pretty well made. I fleshed out Shinra and gave Barrett some time to shine on his on his own, and yeah. it was really good, really good. However, I do have a problem with this whole part because it's a new part, completely new edition, and for me, when you add a whole new section, it has to have meaning and needs to be there and everything that needs that that happens there has to happen there and to give this place meaning or at least an anchor in the story here practically everything that's happened there could have been moved to either Shinra HQ or to some other parts and ha would have had the same impact like cloud seeing seeing the experiments in the in the tubes Shinra HQ Seeing all those failed experiments for the first time, Shinra HQ, we see them there anyway. And giving Barrett time to shine, all right, if they, when they fall down in the drum, start with Barrett. And then meet Red 13 and Cloud later, because Cloud falls. Mm -hmm. And to give a bit more, more suspense, don't play with Cloud. Play with the others first and get Cloud maybe last. Because then you're wondering mm -hmm. what happened to Cloud. What what's what's with him? Did he survive? Did he get captured or something like that? And Barrett could have had his his own role there too. So maybe yeah, it's it's uh, also there to save Wedge because apparently the Whispers tried to keep him in place to get him crushed, but the, but probably this um, debris that fell uh, onto him had maybe. Uh, like kind of a hole right on top of him so he didn't get crushed but because of the of uh, the impact the the um the floor gave away and everything crumbled into this on the on the ground lab where they could then rescue wedge but it could have still handled differently that they still found wedge in the debris somewhere alive maybe uh, still a hole or sinkhole or something like that and uh, the cat the, uh, the cats um, let them there just to watch. No, no lab, no th nothing whatsoever. And then uh, I think it would have worked too. So that's, I, this is uh, kind of a pity in my opinion because this whole lab, while really well executed and also built up uh, back in chapter 3 where Weimer talked about rumors about a secret lab underneath Sector 7, the slums. Mm -hmm. It was incorporated well, but nothing that happened there only had to happen there and couldn't have happened anywhere else. That's my personal problem because it's not nothing optional, it's main story. So yeah, this um, I talked about this on Discord and uh, people weren't really um, the same op opinion. Oh. But uh, well, it's, it's fine. We can disagree yeah. all the time. That's uh, perfect, perfect, perfectly fine. But yeah, that would have been cool if they did that. I can see from your point of view, yeah, to see how it would have gave a different 
insight, I think, into what was happening at the time and probably would have helped with the pace a little bit better and explained things a little bit better, like why they were happening. Yeah. But again, don't get me wrong. It's I love this part. It was pretty pretty cool to play oh, as so Barrett and everything. But well, yeah. I'm really addressing the, the audience here. So yeah, I thought that yeah. for example, like we were gonna fight the wasn't there a behemoth in there? It was yeah, but this one was optional. Right. I just feel like why wouldn't we just fight the behemoth as we went through? Yeah. Like why did we need to go back and why yeah, did same, that have to same. be a side quest? Same. It, I understand why, but it would have been cool if that was just like the boss of that. Of yeah, that same. Section. I was about to was about to mention that. And then you're done that, and then yeah. you don't need to go back there. Exactly. Because <laughs> this is such they well they probably had to because they built uh, built this whole underground laboratory and yes. just going there once and never again. Mm, all right, let's reuse yeah, this for true. a side quest. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the side quest of uh, from this. Um, what was it? A doctor, I think. Yeah, a doctor. Yes. Yeah. You want three things. Uh, mm-hmm. One, you could buy from the Moogle. That's true. And yeah. he need, he needs a behemoth horn. A behemoth horn and something else. I forgot where you. I get forget this too. From. I already had. I already had. A flower. I had two of the things except yeah, same. for the behemoth horn. horn. Yeah, exactly. Same here. Uh, I I really love the fight and. They, oh it, yeah! In my opinion, it's it was a much better fight than this. Just a big version of those weird failed experiments, which we get in droves in Hedgehog Rage Q, anyways. So this this was this enemy was way overused in my opinion. So many times we had to fight those. So many times. That's also why I thought, well, maybe they should have just uh, completely did away with that. Although, the secret underground lab is pretty cool, especially with the ties to. Uh, on uh, to deep ground and to the surface. Yes, but like the the way of his inclusion was kind of a hit and miss for me. Hit because it was great playthrough. Miss mm-hmm. because of all the, the reasonings before, because it didn't really yeah. have a purpose, a real purpose to be there. So yeah. Chapter fourteen. Um, I heard that many thought chapter four uh, or. Consider chapter 14 as pure padding, uh, while I agree to a certain I agree to a certain degree. Um, most of the side quests there were pretty cool, like the Tonberry and the, the pull-ups, the, angel, the conclusion of the Angel of the Slums was really good. Again, Leslie's quest should have been a side quest there, optional, then it would, would yeah, have been we great. About that. We talked about this, that. So, my opinion, I like chapter 14 personally because mm-hmm. the content there while practically everything optional was mostly really good also uh i don't think it was um made clear in the game but did you know that jules uh, is the brother of and- andrea like oh really? no i didn't yeah, know that those are siblings apparently oh, according wow. to ultimania yeah i didn't know that either oh cool yeah it's it's pretty good makes sense so, yeah it does make sense mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But they should have uh, made this clear there, and so or, or maybe yeah, more yeah, they because could have. I I don't remember dropping them any hints whatsoever that they are related. I don't think maybe no no I don't think so. I maybe just, I just remember it. seeing Andrea in the gym. Yeah, doesn't exactly. he work out and does pull ups at one point? He does. Yeah, and then he uh, he's the first one to challenge Tifa. Yes. So 
he was there, but they don't allude to no. being related, I don't think. I can't remember. Maybe there is something in the Japanese script, but in, it got lost hmm. in translation or something. I don't know. Maybe. That's interesting. Hard to say, yeah. But yeah, then um, in chapter 15, I don't know. Chapter 15 is kind of... Well, it was uh, the level itself, purely from a gameplay perspective, wasn't too bad. But from a design perspective and story perspective, was completely devoid of any meaning, in, in my opinion. It's like, it's at the start, maybe, because you see, uh, you go through the debris and see people there and almost get buried by the, the collapsing uh, building. The beginning was cool. But after that, in my opinion, it was just going through empty space. Like, practically everything off of the level design was just there to, for you to go there and, and yeah, do battles. Battle your fights there, fight your battles. Was yeah. a little bit uh, really underused. There should have been more there, especially in the insides of the building, like remnants of uh, office space or something like that, mm -hmm. where, and um, maybe some more dialogue between our trio uh, yeah. to maybe um, that kind of lament or the fact that there were. Uh, real people there who died, like not just those in the slums, but also those above the plate. I think this wasn't really addressed anywhere. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, it was... It's kind All of, of those buildings were conveniently empty when they were yeah. destroyed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just Everything just poofed away. It was just thrown out of the window and it's just scattered around the place. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> Unless Shinra evacuated everybody above the plate. But they don't show um, any of that. Too, too little time. It was too, too fast. I don't <laughs> think uh, Reef was able to, to do that. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. I, I think Reef even mentioned this uh, that there was so, mu so much damage and so many lives lost. Even like, like uh, the casualties would amount to 50,000 people, Sector 7, above and below, I think. Or maybe just yeah. above, I don't know. So... It just showed them a little bit at the beginning, at the bottom, before you start ascending. Right. Yeah, exactly. But, but only that, nothing more. They sh they could have done a little bit more like what they did when the when the um first reactor, like the reactor, the first bombing mission like it explodes and then you see people on the streets and somebody mm. is yeah, rolling exactly. around. There's exactly. ambulance there. Yeah, yeah. They just they could have done that when they were yeah. going up a little bit more cuz people need help because they were hurt or something inside of the office building like the office buildings even like you're going up and there's not really that much there's like no furniture Nothing. there's no like there's a few things but i agree yeah as as if everything has been abandoned completely and then they drop the plate but this isn't the case yes that's not the case yeah exactly yeah. Hmm. well i i think um the article i sent you before uh, also delves into um like chapter 16 17 18 and how they possibly had to cut things, uh, cut content out because of time constraints. And I also think oh, okay. in chapter 15, it's, it feels really unfinished, chapter 15, to me. Hmm. Kind of. I don't know. I just kind of get the feeling now that, that chapter 15 is purely a gameplay um, chapter. Because in the original, you do ascend or do climb up to ShinraHQ. Of course, mm -hmm. we have to do this here too. But maybe they didn't have the time to incorporate everything they wanted there, so they just 
kept it to gameplay only and that's it. That's, that's my true. theory anyway. I think they, Which they is a shame. had to cut things out because yeah. it feels it feels that way. Yeah, definitely. There's some things that are introduced too that they don't really stand by. Like it's just like for example, there's like when uh the Heligunner is kind of coming after you, right? Mm -hmm. Don't they change the camera angle and then you're running away from it? But yeah. You kind of have to jump over stuff or like that sort of thing. But that that was the first time that we actually that whole thing was even introduced. Like mm -hmm. and there were things that I wanted to chop up but I couldn't cuz I was running away, but they still had like Shinra boxes and stuff like on there that you could Oh, right, right. But you have to run away and you can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. But then I thought that it was going to be, you know how sometimes there's like other games that kind of have this mechanic as well. And like you are running away and then you kind of hide behind something and then you can attack them, but they come up to the edge of. Ah, uh, right, right. Like Airbuster. That's this. Uh, yeah, like away where something comes destroyed. Close, like, yeah. for example, it's in um, it's in uh, near Automata where there's a boss battle where it's like the rubble is around and stuff and then it's destroying and then it's just like you it comes to the area where you are and you can actually like attack it. Yeah, exactly. While it's flying or something on mm. the edge. I thought that was what was going to happen. It didn't happen. That's fine. But it's just I feel like there were they had more ideas and things yeah. to do in this area and they were probably like, oh God, like we don't yeah. have enough time. So we just have to kind of clue it up now. <laughs> yeah. I think this was a weird design choice to put so many boxes there and you had to run away and couldn't really do anything with those boxes. I want to kill to, to slice all those Did boxes. Did you feel and like that the... too? Yeah, yeah, this was I, so I weird. I really wanted to. And I was like, wait, can I? And then I ran back and the game I think the game takes over and makes you run away or something, or you just die. I can't remember. I don't. I think you can't even run back. And then, yeah. then I tried to like just walk through the boxes and hope that uh, Heligunner <laughs> shoots them down, but I just got hit instead. So I okay just kept running. It's 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 a really weird <laughs> segment. Also, before when it shows up the first time, the camera angle changes and you have to uh, run from uh, cover to cover. It's it's such oh, a yeah. weird, such a weird small time frame when you can go between or uh, jump yeah, from yeah. cover to cover. And if if it shoots, it just hits you so many times and you go back to the previous cover. And again, this is so, it it just didn't really feel uh, that there was too much uh, quality assurance gone into that. I think this, uh, we yeah, had to I rush agree. this part, definitely. It wasn't. It wasn't polished. This part is, is especially the skybox. Seriously, but we talked about this last time. <laughs> we did, but I saw your Twitter post today that shows that they do have HD textures in those areas, right? Yeah, I, ret I retweeted someone who um, I think got hold of of some of the files, and they were there, like they exist yeah. apparently on disk. So, but it's like a problem with yeah. Unreal Engine or something yeah, where probably. It's just, yeah, it yeah. fails to load. Yeah, most likely. Apparently this is a known issue with Unreal Engine 4, apparently. So yeah. on PS4, I think. Not yeah. on PC, I don't think. And even PC if it not, was, they said for PC, it would be super easy to fix. Yeah. And I also feel it's the, this guy X Soldier from the, um, the livestream.net who wrote this article I sent you also mm -hmm. goes into this. and especially with uh, Unreal Engine 5 and the focus on next-gen stuff and 
Square Enix already preparing the Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1 for next gen. They said so in a previous interview, I think mm-hmm. a few months past. I don't know. I don't remember. Um, I think this, this is uh, maybe a, an artifact of this or a, a kind of... Uh, how should I say this? You, If you prepare a project or a game for next yeah. gen already and maybe optimize a little bit more for that and maybe then there are issues for current gen especially if there are already issues with the engine which gradually um, optimizes much more for a pc and next yeah. gen mm-hmm. this could be and also they probably wanted to keep the frame rate at a steady yes. 30 fps and no uh, and, and steady frame pacing so they probably had settings to um prioritize frames uh, frames uh, frame pacing and Probably. frame rate over anything yeah. else so maybe they, that's why certain mm-hmm. assets just didn't load because the game thought oh well then i will have less computational power for ensuring the 30 fps maybe i don't know yeah that's true and then also everything with covid happened and then the offices i think were closed and like we still haven't got a patch i i'm hoping these yeah. things are going to be fixed in a patch we don't know but yeah uh, I think a lot of people are working from home right now. Yeah. Still, I'm not sure, but uh... yeah, there are a few things that could happen. Also, that uh, this person detailed in in this article, uh, either they just wait until they have uh, all the fixes and maybe even some additional content that I couldn't include in the later chapters. They f- uh, include this too and um, release everything at once like uh mm-hmm. f- uh final patch file mix patch definitive yeah. patch however you want to call this um or they create this patch also with um, the outlook on the ps5 and release this patch when the ps5 releases so we have kind of a def- definitive edition of the first game for the ps5 so that maybe people will then buy the game again uh, buy the game or uh, buy the PS5 maybe because it's better there or something like that. I don't know. Maybe they have, have a, a deal uh, behind that. Although it's PS4 exclusive for a year, so they probably can't uh, release a PS5 version or something like that. Although they don't really need to. They um, they only need to have uh, the PS4 version being more compatible with the PS5 version because the PS5 mm-hmm. version is a PS5 is backwards compatible. Yeah, and, exactly. And they so... said that we, you don't even need to change the game or patch the game because PS5 will or PS4 games can utilize automatically the features of the PS5 or something like that. So maybe it's something like that. Well, if it's running on PS5 and it's not using emulation, I guess, but they would have to put that in there so that it can take advantage of the yeah, upgraded like hardware. Yeah. yeah, but it's just a little unfortunate because I feel like we got the game, but we didn't get the best yeah, that's... 100% experience yet. And I think it's yeah. coming. And I think I that so. that's fine. It's fine. I love this game anyway. It's like my favorite game, but I just it's mean that... It's an excuse to it's play just it not again. the definitive... <laughs> yeah gameplay like when it comes out for pc i'm probably not even going to get it for ps5 because i'm honestly just going to get it on pc oh okay (laughs) that works too yeah because that's what i usually do because i'm a pc gamer as well so i just hope that version will be like the best of all of them but 
I just hope we don't have to pay for this patch, but if this patch is as big as I hope it is, we probably have to shell out like 10 euros, yeah. dollars, whatever. We'll see how it goes anyway, yeah. but yeah, I know what you mean. Just seeing like the pixelated sky and everything, yeah. it's the same thing with me. I was a little disappointed. I'm like, oh my God, I know how beautiful this can look. It already yeah. looks so beautiful that it kind of took me out of the game a little bit, but... Yeah, especially in regards of content in the later chapters. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I myself didn't really notice that, but when thinking back, there was, as, at a certain point, there was just cutscene boss battle, cutscene boss battle, cutscene boss mm -hmm. battle, and way too much uh, just running around and battles in the drum and too little actual story going on there. Like, yeah, it's, you, you really need to read this article. It's really interesting. Yeah, I'll go back and I'll read it. Yeah. And they, they, they could do something like, uh, Final Fantasy XV's Royal Edition, where he uh, extended the final dungeon to the extreme there and mm -hmm. added a few other things. Of course, it's bad for us who uh, paid full price for, the, for this version and later down the line yeah. we get a definitive version and those who haven't pay, uh, played the game yet or haven't bought the game yet probably uh, have to pay less than we have to pay, like the full game plus those 10 or 15, whatever. Mm -hmm. Maybe even 20 if they're greedy, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just gonna, I'm, I know I'm gonna buy it again on PC anyway, so and I'll yeah. probably buy a PS5 at launch, so mm -hmm. I don't know. Probably too, yeah. We'll see, we'll see. This is the way I am. <laughs> yeah. But it's because I love this game so much, it's I'm gonna pay it, right? Like some games... No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay it multiple for multiple versions. You know. No. But I also have Xbox Game Pass as well, which is great. And I know Final Fantasy Fifteen is on that, so it's All like right, I right, only yeah. pay like five ninety nine a month for that, and then I can play the definitive version of Fifteen right now. So it might eventually come to that like years down the line, but we'll <laughs> see. Yeah, definitely. All right, and uh, I still I still haven't gotten to Shin Rage Q, but I really need or want to uh, say a few things about this because this part is so great, so well done, looks good, has great uh, story beats, is fun. And while it does have a few questionable decisions in terms of how they go about it, like the, our characters, I really love this whole thing. So like stairs, elevator, both great. I yeah. took the stairs first time, which was there again. They really went all out, all in on this. It's just it's mm -hmm. not just running upstairs and uh, some banter, but the banter really gets worse and worse the further you go up. Especially Barrett's and the music starts getting glitchy and weird, and cloud gets slower <laughs> and slower. And the three, ah, oh, come on, when are we there? Ugh. Yeah, it's it's really well done. And I replayed chapters 16 and 17 uh, to find this post-game VR uh, dome or VR battle simulator. Right. Um, so that time I took the elevator and this was <laughs> uh, as hilarious. Especially yeah. this, this accountant that wanted to get in and Cloud just <laughs> sword, sword <laughs> tip right underneath the chin. <laughs> and she, she just run out. <laughs> And the other one was on the phone with her, with his mom, and uh, went in there to uh, for I think forty to floor forty five or something, and it was just talking, didn't really acknowledge the other ones. Uh, 
a guy with a gun arm, a guy with a sword, and <laughs> just there talking to his mom to go out, and Tifa's like, oh, I didn't know that uh, normal people worked there too, or something like that. It's, it's really, really great storytelling in this uh, elevator. But also, in the original, sometimes you ask, why, why aren't they surrounded like uh, 10 minutes after they enter? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, of course, they, they, uh, they fight their way through it and everything, but still, yeah. Shinra is such a big force, they should have been uh, apprehended at some point. And here it makes sense, because Mayor Domino, he's uh, an avalanche sympathizer and the man mm-hmm. on the inside, and makes sure that uh, nothing is uh, ring any alarms, or that it was false normal or anything. It's, it's pretty good. You, you can even see it, um, I think it's just at the start of the Scarlet scene, where this one uh, guard who's supposed to watch the monitors just looks away for a second. You see Cloud, Barrett, and Tifa, I think, uh, exiting uh, or entering floor number 59, and then the feed just pssst, switches, and you see nothing there. And you see, ah, oh, some, someone's doing something there. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really well made. I love this part. And Mayor Domino... I don't know, he's just f- so funny. <laughs> yeah, I liked him as a character. Yeah. And I didn't pay his assistant the extravagant amount of money, so I need to go back and do that yeah. because he gives you Barrett's like last weapon or whatever. Yeah, right? same. I I did so yeah. of course when I replayed chapter sixteen, seventeen, so I, mm. I do have him have it now. But I thought, what ten K for an advice? No, just screw you. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Yeah, also, these, this cool uh, Crisis Core tie-in with console, or the console. Did you, did you uh, catch that? I did, I did. It's, it's, yeah. it's cool, it's really cool. Yeah, they, that's great. At first, I thought, oh no, now they're, they're, uh, they're caught. <laughs> and then, oh, no, it's cool, it's cool, I went to train with him together. Yeah, cloud. exactly. <laughs> no worries, I'm going to go and get console. <laughs> so, <what? laughs> That yeah. was really good. And of course, Cloud had to block out, or his uh, subconscious had to block out the memories to keep his uh, persona alive. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. This was a nice addition. But what I was so mad about that I didn't notice Red 13 um, after the fight against specimen h50 oh really f- uh, uh, 0512 i didn't see it no i rewatched the footage i recorded and i always turn the camera in a way that i don't see it like i you usually do pan the camera all around the place to see it but in uh, um in this this part of the wall or of the the room where red 13 was in i kind of um lowered the camera so i didn't see it and then i, I I um, moved the camera up again when I was way past him again. It's so weird. It's extremely weird. I was looking around the place. I was talking, but I never really... I didn't see him. It's so, it's so strange. And then... Stop it, phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you go upstairs, rescue Aerith, and then this, uh, the shortage of, of the opening mechanism, because apparently they're connected, also opens Red 13's um, containment or container. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, wait, I've been in this room. Why didn't I see that? 
come on, no. <laughs> I was so mad at myself. Yeah, he's kind of, he's not like bright. No, he's just chilling there. Because where the glass from the containment cell is over his fur. So it's kind of like he's a little bluish, greenish. Yeah, you don't see it that well. That's so true. he's, you don't see him that well. So it doesn't stick out. No. I know I, I went up to him too. And I, because I was like, I think this is the part where he is, so I'm gonna go up and look around. So I did see him, and I went up, yeah. went over to his cell, and he just there, kind of like sleeping, like he's laying down, and kind he's got of, his yeah. head like a dog, like his head is mm -hmm. just like on his paws, and then he kind of looks up and he like just kind of <laughs> looks around. Yeah, just apathetic. <laughs> Yet it, it it's like there's no story or anything, like no cutscene yeah. or anything like Nothing, that, or yeah. and they don't even acknowledge like nope. that he's there until which is you, weird like, but you did oh, what you did basically yeah, yeah. so because in the original tifa does uh tap the glass with his fingers oh look who's who's this what's that <laughs> so yeah. yeah i don't think that she does i don't think that she does that in this i don't think in the remake she, no, nobody does anything it's just yeah they're in front of the, of the elevator and you can walk around with cloud and just look at him but nothing happens that's a bit of a shame oh well so yeah, this uh, oh that the fire five I already uh, mentioned before, but this was such a hilarious moment. <laughs> um, anyway, the drum I mentioned before, in my opinion, it was kind of cool, like being a, a lab rat and stuff, and it's uh, the switching between the parties with the BHS and the battle against uh, Swordipede was pretty cool too, but it was too long and just too much. Too much of nothing. Like there were there were a few cool cool moments between the characters, where, especially when uh, Aerith and Tifa were walking around and fell down the pipe and woke up the Senenes. It Was a pretty cool mm -hmm. moment. But all in all, nothing really of any significance happens there. Like if there were a few moments with Hojo and and Red going after him and being uh, put in place by the brain part, there was pretty a pretty cool moment. And I think the only actual cutscene, the other ones were just uh, talking cutscenes. So it's yeah, it was a little bit, a little bit too long. I should have, I should have been, uh, done a little bit more with this part. And I also think this is due to lack of time to flesh everything out. Um, yeah, that's that's. I think that's about it. Boss battles, I don't know most of them. I I just dropped the ball there. Had some problems with the sample H0512. Had pro real problems with Rufus. Had problems with uh, Arsenal fight because I sh uh, kept shooting at the, the wheels until I noticed, oh, there they have a shield up. So, yeah, I this, this part sometimes wasn't really uh, kind to me. Yeah, and what I also found quite strange that... Uh, well, I didn't mind the different color of uh, the Trail of Blood. Mm -hmm. Kind of nothing happens there. It's We see it, we uh, walk along it up to the president's office. But the floor of 69, just nothing happened there. It was just there. Of course, in the original, nothing happens either. But here, they could have uh, probably fleshed it out a little bit. Or, yeah. Uh, maybe you did notice it too, but when uh, before we entered the elevator to floor 69, uh, I think Red 13 says that uh, 
Are you sure you want to proceed because you can't return there? You need to get, if you want to do it now, you have to get your businesses in order. And I thought to myself, mm -hmm. wait, what can I do there here that I didn't before? The only thing yeah, is maybe, exactly. go, maybe go down to floor 63 to the cafeteria and uh, do some battles. Maybe go back to Chadley, but that's about it. Which is also mentioned in this, the Lysum.net article that this alludes to much more content uh, where it can go back to maybe even some side stuff. I don't know. It really feels like there's so much cut there. Yeah, you can't go back. It says that, but the, then I tried to go back, and you can only go back so far. I don't. Yeah, think it doesn't really matter back. anyway because there's nothing to go back to. <laughs> there's a door that doesn't open. Ah, I see. That's oh, like right, permanently right. shut. The, you can't go back. I tried I see. it because yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, wait, maybe I forgot something. So then I went back, and those test subject things just continuously respawn in that room. Ah, I see. Yeah, I've, and you I, can't I know go back you're... past that. And I was yeah. like, oh, it's it's strange. weird. Why does it say that? <laughs> yeah, I guess it's because. If you wanted to go back and maybe just fight the test subjects and like level up your material a little bit more and gain more AP, it's kind of like the last area before you go up to the maybe, top. Maybe, yeah. That's what I did because I had some of the weapon skills that I didn't have unlocked yet. Yeah, like, right, right. The proficiency wasn't 100% and I wanted them to be before I see, the yeah. end. Okay. So, but yeah, there's no quests or no items yeah. or anything like that and you can't go back. So, this design felt weird. Well, on my first playthrough, I didn't really pay too much attention, but when going back and also thinking about it after hearing other people talk and reading this article, when you really think about it, there's just so much missing there and so much mm -hmm. opportunities lost. So, yeah, that's, that's really true. Um, the escape. This was, at first I thought it was a bit, little bit over the top, but uh, at the end I thought, well, this is pretty cool, pretty well made. Also with so much... Uh, so much humor because Cloud just plows through all those uh, poor infantrymen. <laughs> yeah, that that was that and was almost great. hits Heidegger. It. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yeah, that was yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Also, people think that this uh, this uh, grunt at the window where Cloud throws his sword against is probably the same one that noticed noticed him on floor sixty three. That's oh. probably why he didn't harm him. Hmm, it could probably. Be, it could be something. Well, you don't know because all of them uh, look exactly the same, so it's hard to tell. That's true. They do, yeah. There's a few times as well where the, you know, the, um, there's one in Sector, I think it's Sector 7 slums, isn't it? There's an area where you can't go to and there's like... Yeah, those two, gu two guards, yeah. Yeah, one of them is young, so he's yeah. just starting out. Exactly. And he doesn't do what... And there's other times throughout the story when that guy actually helps you because he's like, no. Yeah, yeah. after the other guy's like, I gave you an order. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty cool. Th those are great. I forgot to mention mm -hmm. those. Those are really minor NPCs that are so so good. They were already in the original, but had just a few lines which had the same mm -hmm. sentiment, like the, the rookie and the senior. Yes. But uh, other than that, nothing much more. But here in the remake, they went all in with those. Again, mm -hmm. practically everything they touched went all in, except that those parts uh, they had to cut due to time constraints. <laughs> then you, you really see the, the voidness of content. Oh well. Uh, how, how did you feel about the, uh, the last, the escape itself, like the, the bike chase sequence, the last one? 
I really enjoyed it, but I thought that the boss battle was really long. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> Too long. And I was like, I'm going to run out of highway. <laughs> yeah. This, this highway is going to end before yeah. I kill this boss. Yeah. Most likely, yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's a good thing, because then the boss would just fly off the edge. Which he does, but he, we, you need to kill him for, or uh, disable him yeah. first. Yeah. Too bad, though. Too bad you just can't, like, not attack him and just drive and see if he flies yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, did, I did check uh, footage again, and I once died, like, at the very end. Yeah. Then I repeated it, and I know I knew how to tackle it, and I thought I would. I, I did pretty well, and I uh, used my attacks pretty efficiently, but I still, it still took me seven and a half minutes for only the motorball, or motor, yeah. however it's called. It's just too, mm -hmm. too long. Too much HP. I did like the escape sequence. I loved that. And oh, I love sure. the fact that the rest of the crew were beside me yeah. in a different vehicle, like in the original. Mm. And I love that Red 13 just kept talking to me and trying to heal me and help. Yeah. Those scenes I themselves are pretty cool, yeah. The scenes themselves are great. But yeah, some battles, a little bit drawn out. Half the HP and I'm done. I I'm, I'm good with it. I'm down with it. Yeah. Half HP yeah. and it's good. Yeah, I staggered that thing, like, I don't know, I think I got to a thousand percent. <laughs> you did? I think mine was only 600 and something and, uh, before it died. 612 oh, or I don't know. It was high. I was yeah. like, how was high, high yeah. can this go? How are you still <laughs> alive? Come on. Yeah. That's weird. It would have been cool, like I said on the last episode, if they changed the gameplay element a little bit, or maybe... Because when you're on a bike, like, you, you, you have so... You have so much limited um, attack. Yeah, it, it, I like can't attack do much, abilities yeah. that you can mm -hmm. use. You can't use everything that you've used, so it's kind of boring. Yeah, where they could have maybe added a few other things that you can do. I know it's really hard. Like obviously, Probably, how, how yeah. are you going to use magic or something? Yeah. But it would have been cool if you could cast like thunder or something. I don't know. Maybe the your allies are that are or, driving yeah, or yeah, exactly. doing something to help, like issue commands throwing, to your allies, throwing grenades or something at it. Yeah, um, like I had grenades in my inventory. I don't know. I'm just trying to think here, like how they could have. Not everybody feels like we do, so some people love it 100, percent which is fine. But yeah, I liked it yeah. too. It still it it felt a little bit restrictive, especially if you're on this highway for let's say 20 minutes or something and keep keep hitting and hitting and hitting those. Mm -hmm. Those things yeah. at the same uh, with the same attack. Sorry, I like the idea that you said like you could still issue them attack. Um, like you still had an ATV system and you could issue them attacks like your other party members that are mm. driving with you maybe, and it uses an ATV. But they got rid of the ATV altogether for that yeah. section, right? Because you only have a square and a triangle button to use abilities. So, I th it was was X used? I don't think X was used there. Maybe it could No, have... I said square and triangle. Yes. I mean, square and... A triangle was the special attack and square and yes. circle was Just... the left-right. But X wasn't used, I think. So they could have used uh, done something to X. That's what I was getting at because... Oh. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, hit, uh, hit X. Hmm. And then maybe... Maybe, maybe just initiate an attack uh, for the other ones. Maybe Barrett shooting. Or some or Barrett shooting something special like uh, his triangle attack, so to speak, and this also had a cooldown like like a triangle cloud special, mm. uh, X uh, Barrett special or something, 
and both had a cooldown. I don't know, but maybe this yeah, would have been too true. much. I don't know. But they use the trigger buttons for uh, break and break speed and up. Episode, so yeah, yeah, acceleration, accelerator, whatever. So that took over the whole like switching the party commands and yeah. taking them over to. So I understand, exactly. but yeah, X would have been cool. Maybe if it was just like an ability from from the others. Aerith was in there, Tifo's driving, Red uh, doesn't have any long range, so Barrett, maybe. Th though Barrett mm. does shoot on its own, but on his own, but mm, don't think it does much. <laughs> they could have given us maybe a uh, simpler command menu. Maybe, yeah. I you know. press it, and then it's there, and you can just use magic. Or throw items, like grenades. Yeah. I had so many of those stuffed animal things from the Coliseum. All right, yeah. <laughs> that I never even used. Mr. Cuddlesworth or something. Yeah, Why couldn't I called. throw Mr. Cuddlesworth at it? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Would, would have been that fun. would have been cool, <laughs> yeah, imagine. Definitely. Let's just add Come summons on. to it. Like, why not? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Send Ifrit after Motorball. Yeah. Or the chopper. Shiva could just fly. Yeah, of course. Or Bahamut. <laughs> Or Fat Chocobo rolling along on the highway. <laughs> I never had Bahamut when I played. Well, you don't get him till later. No, no, so. <laughs> it's, it's, it's post-game stuff. You can't get Bahamut <laughs> anyway. Oh, or can you get, it, get him before? I don't think so. Wait, no, I think you can because um, you need to complete all the other uh, battle intel quests. And I only had the one which you had to master 12 green materia. And if you do this before the game ends, I think you can also battle Bahamut because as soon as as I finished this this one, immediately Bahamut appeared. So I don't th I I think you can even uh, get him before oh. the game ends. I I yeah, I, I should try. I didn't have rays maxed. Yeah, it same. Was like <laughs> same. I think it's uh, five stars, right? Ah, uh, no, it's just two, but it 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 takes like five thousand AP or something to level up. It's just one level up, like it has two stars, raise oh, and arise, okay. but it needs so many AP, just too yeah, much. Yeah, I think I had 2,900, and I was like, yeah. mm, well, I, I can go on, or I can continue to kill these respawning experiment things yeah. to try to get more AP. And I had the AP up. Yeah, same. Elemental material that was attached to it. Yeah, so. but still too little. Yeah. Oh, well. All right, guys, so we're going to end this episode there. So I just want to say thanks so much to everybody for, you know, continuing to support the podcast and also listening right till the end. And you know what? There's so much to talk about for this game. And there's so many things that, you know, we want to say. And sometimes we don't actually get a chance to talk about everything because, you know, it's pretty much impossible because there's so, so many things that we can go in depth about for this game so we are going to go ahead and stop this episode now and i just want to say stay tuned for our part three episode for our complete spoiler cast we will be going in depth about the ending uh plot of the game any theories and our predictions for where they, they may take the story in the subsequent parts for the final fantasy 7 remake and uh we'll be able to deep dive a lot more into those theories and predictions on the next episode 
All right, guys. So if you have any questions, you can write us at thereunionpodcast at gmail.com. That's thereunionpodcast at gmail.com. You can also send us your suggested topics uh, to that email as well if you would like us to cover a certain topic about the remake in our next episodes. You can also join our Discord. We do have a Discord server and the link is always posted in the episode description. All you have to do is click on the link and you will be instantly invited to join our Discord. So if you love this game as much as we do, we really think that you should join the um, Reunion Podcast Discord. It's a great way to talk about this game that we love with other people that also love this game and uh, just continue the conversation in a different method. So we do have a Twitter account. It's at Reunion underscore podcast. Our Facebook is also at Reunion Podcast. And we do have a YouTube channel and we post our episodes to our YouTube channel. It's the Reunion Podcast. We do have an Instagram account as well. It's the Reunion Podcast. And Viz, did you want to go ahead and drop your socials for Cosmo Canyon Observatory? Sure. It's uh, just search for Cosmo Canyon Observatory on YouTube or uh, type in my name, Vizuasath, if you know how to spell this. <laughs> uh, I think you should also be able to find me there. And on Twitter, I have a private account, so, uh, Vizuasath. Good luck spelling this. Uh, but <laughs> The, the company account, so to speak, is at cc underscore observatory. And our Discord is also called Cosmo Canyon Observatory. And the invitation link should be in the description, I think, for this, for this podcast. Mm -hmm. So if you guys haven't checked out Viz and the Cosmo Canyon Observatory and all of his amazing content, you really should. It's an incredible community. And I just love being part of your Cosmic Canon Observatory community. And also, you know, we have our own community here on the podcast. And it's been incredible getting to know a lot of you amazing fans of this game out there. It's, it's been awesome. Definitely, yeah. All right, guys. So this is Kairosis. I am signing off. And hopefully we will uh, talk to you all very soon. Stay safe and take care. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>